Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Okay. All right. I guess let's get started then, huh? Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey, now. And George. Hey. <laughs> Oh boy! All hey, right, George. This is, how's it going, hey, everyone? I, I was in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is episode two fourteen. Charging at the field. Cool. I hope my wife doesn't hear this episode, dude. She charges everywhere, and yeah, I, I don't even want her charging at the field. It'll be <laughs> another place to be charging shit. <laughs> uh, all right, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? Wow, don't all just jump in there, huh? <laughs> I guess I guess I can go first. Still been battling this old sinus infection, so I've just really not been doing that much. I've been piddling with this uh, Stars and Stripes Roban a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I actually, actually flew a little bit this week. Some of the little 450... Kelly's okay. over there, but uh, oh, other cool. than that, other than that, editing a few 3D files for some guns for a UE gunship. Nice. Don't, work, don't have anything coming up for the weekend. Kind of, uh, kind of a free week, probably a honeydew weekend. What about you guys? Well, I can go next. I don't care. Cool. Can we go next? All right. I have. A free weekend. I dropped the wife off the airport and I can do nothing about it because I'm going to be working most of the week and I'm going to be on call for the rest of the week. So I can't even have a drink this weekend or four or five. Wow. Without getting the evil eye. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So sometimes, you know, some days you're the windshield, some days you're the bug. Uh, But other other than that, dude. Man, I went to fly on Sunday with the with the fellas. Man, what a great day it was to fly. Really uh-huh. good weather. And I think I brought a couple of helicopters and a couple of planes. And I have to say the freaking word of the day for me was 121 miles an hour. <laughs> and I guessed uh, it. I was like 120. Yep. Yeah. Was Mike D had a little GPS unit about the size of like a GoPro. And we stuck it in my $15 rare bear that I got at the swap meet yep. a couple about a month ago now. And man, I was, that thing is so much fun. I, I, I can't get over how fun, how much fun that thing is. Cause it's so fast. And, yeah. uh, that's how fast it was. Top speed was 121 miles an hour, which I don't think was too bad for. That's really good. That's for, really fast. You know, yeah. For just picking it up and getting a canopy for it. And that was on 4S. That was on 4S. Yeah. And when I yeah. got done, I was like, man, I got to do what George said and probably try 6S at some yes. point. Like yeah. you said, they're a lot of fun until they're not. And they, yeah. that's where they end. They end really fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, yeah they end real quick. Being it's cold. funny. I, I'm standing under one right now that that hit the pavement at about probably 130. Jeez. One, yeah, one of the horizontals let loose. But, uh, yeah, 6S will really, it'll really test their... Uh, integrity i don't know i think i'm gonna 
I'm going to get a few more flights in on 4S for sure. It's just, it was, it was, dude, it's just so much fun because you come screaming down and like bomb, bomb diving, full throttle and just try and get as low as you can without putting it in. And then just, I'm, it's got unlimited vertical, man. I'm just going straight up, rolling over to like 180 and just coming back around. And it's just, for me, that was, that was really fun. The only thing that was a bit nerve wracking is I think it was the second time I flew it or the, I think I've maybe I've been the only time I flew it. Uh, one of the guys had his helicopter in the air, uh, Eric, and there was two other planes going around. And at one point, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I, I'll, I said, Eric, I'm just going to go up and we're going to do some speed runs. He's like, okay, no problem. And he's got his helicopter out in front of him to my right. And one of the speed runs I came in from the left, man, I would, I saw his helicopter, but it was way too late. Like, you, you really can't, there's no, for me, I don't know. Maybe a race car driver can do it, but I can't fly in front of that thing. It's so fast. Like, uh, by the time I saw this helicopter, my plane was already halfway past it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that would have been that would have sucked." And he was like, "Yeah, you probably would have bumped me a little bit, but there would have been nothing left of your your airplane." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man," uh, but I didn't want to try that. So, dude, it was great. I had a good time, man. Flew the Oxy Five once. I, I didn't really have a whole lot of time. Brought the strike and flew that around. It was it was cool, man. Had some uh, new faces at the field, and I just spent I, I spent some time chatting with some guys I haven't seen in a while, and a couple of guys that I just met. So it was a good day, man. I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So who's next? Nice. Awesome. Um, I guess I'll go next just because yeah, I flew on Sunday too with you. Uh, so yeah, we had great weather. It really was nice. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we're middle of or end of February and we get what fifty something degrees. Yeah. With basically like almost zero wind. It was insane. Yeah. Um yeah. I guess all these politicians going to their global warming conventions on their private jets is really helping out global warming. So thank you. Because I'm not cold anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, none of us out there or something or what? <laughs> I know Jerry Claiborne's laughing. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? So what did I do? Let's see. Yeah, Sunday flew. I brought out three three hellies. So so more recently, I've been having like you know okay luck with my fuel models, right? Like I mean you know they they get temperamental sometimes, right? So I did bring. I brought the gasser out. I bought the black nitro out, which uh it's a a newly built gas uh nitro i guess yeah it's fresh it's fresh yeah um and then the black thunder out and i brought the electric out usually i don't bother but i was like "Eh, if these two aren't gonna play nice at least i'll get three flights with the batteries i charged up the night before so eh, it is what it is uh but yeah actually of course you know it's like me when i bring my extra v control out or when you bring like you know what is it like I don't know, whatever it's called, where, you know, if you have a spare or you have a new kit, like, you don't need it because you won't crash, right? Um, You know, because, because I brought my electric out, my the gasser was flying freaking awesome. Um, I had a little issue with the Black Nitro, but once we got through that issue, it was freaking, that YS was pulling, like, a freaking freight train. Nice. And it wasn't, and, and even though, like, because we were having some issues starting and it ended up being a glow plug, but we ended up resetting the needles. So, like, I didn't even get it back to where it was, like, tuned perfectly. It was, like, maybe four clicks off on the high. 
but the mid was in the right where it was, but the high was probably about three or four clicks rich. Just and I'm okay with that. I'm okay running a little rich, keep the engine cool. And but it's still I was doing tailed out TikToks, just banging the sticks, ba 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 ba, nothing. And the engine's like ah, just roaring along, no tone change. I was like, this is awesome, you know. Hmm. Um, nice. It flew great, you know. And I, you know, I did have some issues, but. Other than that, it when I say got like I said, once I got through it, it flew amazing. Um, just kind of rewinding back to the gasser that I flew that first, and so I upgraded the. I mean, I guess it's an upgrade, but I I replaced the head on it with the the crashed head that I got from my old black nitro. So I I you know it was, it was like I changed dampeners and I did what you recommended, Andy. I went with the the softest dampeners available, which are the Goblin A dampeners. Uh-huh. Dampeners, I shimmed it to just stock shims. Like, you know, you got your 1 mil and then uh, 0.2 on each side. Mm-hmm. Like the default shims, like, like if I was building a whole new heli. Um, I put that on the on the, the gasser, did um, 13 degrees plus or minus, did my 8 degrees on the cyclic. And I took off with it. It was kind of weird. Oh, stupid RPM wire. Let me pull that out because it doesn't want to... Switch into the throttle curves. Thank you, Neo. Um, so, but anyways, pulled out RPM wire. It freaking was purring great. I even leaned it out just a just a smidge, like I barely moved that that high needle just to get a little bit more. Um, because I haven't tuned it at all. It's still set at the stock, mm-hmm. you know, um, breaking needle settings. But I know that I heard on the gassers, you got to be very gentle with it because you go a little bit too much, it can go too much too easily, right? Anyways. It flew. It still had some of that head bobble I was getting before, mm-hmm. but way, way less. Okay. Okay. Um, I started tuning it from there, and I was like, I had the gains down to like forty on the Neo, which is really, really low in the head. I think default seventy. So I raised it back up to like fifty, sixty, and it started getting better. I was like, okay, so I'm in the right direction, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wanted to fly it at this point. I didn't want to like keep on landing and tuning, take off landing tuning. I was just like, ah, let me just fly it. And yes, if I do full collective punch outs, it would wobble just a little. You can see it when I do collective stops. You can see like the tail just kind of kick a little, not kick sideways like a tail wag, but mm-hmm. kick up and down as a cyclic bobble. Um, but when I would fly forward, fly, and I do rolls, it'd be it was smooth, no like like F three N or three C or whatever. When I'm like that smooth, like just on point, mm-hmm. it felt so nice and. Um, you know, and I'm doing my 3D maneuvers, but I'm doing it at half pace. So yeah. like everything mm-hmm. I do, I'm just doing it at half speed, and it's doing everything like locked in, like half pure boom. It's now skids in perfectly, like knife edge coming down. Like everything was just perfectly smooth, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt really good. The helicopter flew freaking nice. fantastic, and it felt really, really good to fly this gasser. And like I said, the motor's still not tuned, so I know I got a long ways with that. Um, and I still got to tune ahead more, but overall, I'm finally like coming one with this heli and like very getting very used to it and very, um, you know, like, you know, I got a big mm-hmm. smile on my face when I'm flying it. So yeah. it's great. No, that's awesome. And it'll probably get even better once you get the engine tuned a little more. Yes. Because it's probably still dropping down into a weird RPM range, like mm-hmm. when you do a full punch out, yep. especially with 13 degrees. Yeah. So yeah. it could be still getting down into that weird bobbly head range. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like yeah. the the dampeners 
made a big yeah. difference. Yeah, huge difference. Like yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, awesome. I, and granted, like this is the old comp head. I don't even know what dampers were in there. It might have been C's or D's, which are yeah. one of the stiffest ones, right? Um, so yeah, it made a big difference as far as I could tell. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to actually weigh the heli again too with your scale next mm-hmm. time we meet up because I feel like the the black nitro or black thunderhead is is a tad lighter. So I'm curious to see where it kind of fits in with the rest of the gassers uh these days yeah as far as harder weight and stuff didn't you have a scale steve i thought you had one i did but i wanted to use um andy's because we weighed uh oh. this heli before with his scale and his gasser you should have weighed yours on your scale before and after and you'd have a yeah. relative i could yeah the same yeah difference. that would have worked fine too yeah i didn't even think of that yeah good point um let's see so beyond that the like I said, the black nitro flew great, but I only flew that uh, I think a tank just because I, I had to burn some of those. I had to burn those packs on the black nitro because I didn't want to go home and have to discharge them or and so. And I didn't have much time at the field. I was planning on leaving at two o'clock, so I flew the black uh, thunder. I mean, it's an electric seven hundred. It's a powerhouse. The thing flew great. Uh, I forgot how like how great it feels to fly something where you don't have to have collective management. <laughs> you, just, you know, you could just, you be just like, work pow, the collective pow, like pow, a switch. Pow, pow. Yeah, uh, you could down, just go, on, off. Yeah, all corners, all the time, you know, and it's okay. Like, <laughs> it just takes it, right? Um, so that was cool, too. It was fun. But, yeah, I, I, I am definitely – so with both – all three of these helis, right? I had every single type, right? I had my mm-hmm. nitro, I had a gasser, and an electric. All 700s, all goblins, all pretty much the same setup, all neos, all, you know, blah, 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 right? With the three, I got to say, if I had to put them in any type of, like, order of, you know, my opinion on what I like the best, I mean, the nitro comes out up top no matter mm-hmm. what. Like, yes, Number it costs one. more, but the way it flies is just, in my opinion, unbeatable. Right. But... The gasser and electric are kind of like neck and neck. Like, yeah, the electric is more power and I can bang sticks and I can do whatever I want and it'll do it mm-hmm. and it, it'll hold up to it. But something about the gasser and, and the longer flight times, because it's way mm-hmm. longer, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. we're talking 10 minutes. I landed 10 minutes or eight minutes. No, yeah, like nine something I landed. So I had a couple, like a minute left. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still had like. I don't know. I may have had a third tank left or something like that. It was, you know, plenty right. of fuel. Um, yeah, so it's it's a hard thing. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for the next consecutive weeks mm-hmm. that I go flying. I'm gonna bring all three of these birds and fly them. Like you know, a couple flights on the nitro, a couple flights on the gas, a couple flights on the electric, and like really kind of see where my my taste is drawing me to. You know, like what what part of how I fly and, and my style and and where I am in my flying is drawing me to the different types of helis. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm going to see. But, yeah, I like to, I'll report back in a couple of weeks, see if I'm still saying, you know, the nitro first and, and it's a close second for the, the electric and gas. Right. You'll know my prediction? Sure. I'd say you'll, nitro will always be your number one just because of the feel and the way it flies. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, second place will be – I, yeah, well, I think they'll be tied for second place, depending on the day. Because depending on the some day, days the gasser, you'll want the longer flight times and the smooth, and I mm-hmm. mean it's cheap to fly. But then some days you just want that super aggressive electric, bang the sticks around. 
So yeah. I don't know if you'll ever be able to put one above the other. It'll just depend on the day. They'll so, be like neck and neck. So they're currently neck and neck, but I think the gaster is lurching forward just a tad. And maybe. And the reason is that like the nitro with the, I mean I mean to be frank, with the nitro of the YS, I can bang it around like like the gasser. Yeah. And I'm running I mean sorry, not the gasser, the electric. Mm-hmm. I'm running thirteen degrees of pitch on, on all helis, right? Like my setup's the same. The cycle's the same, the rates are all the same, like I have them tuned pretty much, you know, like as far as agility and the, and the feel, all pretty much the same. Obviously there's weight variations, right? Right. But I feel like the the nitro I can I don't know, at this point like I can kind of You can fly bang hard. It. I can fly it hard, yeah. Right. Like I don't, I'm not banging sticks, but I can fly it hard, and I and I'm happy flying it hard, the way of a nitro, well, not the way of an electric. You know what I mean? Plus, there's this thought: the more comfortable you get with the gasser, and you get it tuned right, and you mm-hmm. you get a lot, you get stick time, and you really get yes. good with it, it will make your nitro fly just that much better. Yes. Yeah. Right. And the electric fly, really, right? If you think yeah. about it, right? All you around, fly it right? Smooth, yeah, smoother. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's interesting. And, and one of the things I was doing, which I think Monty is going to get a kick out of this, or or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's one maneuver on F3N that I was, I've was i been working on. Okay. <laughs> the first maneuver. Hovering? No, no. The F3N. Oh. No hovering in F3N. Okay. Um, it's, it's a maneuver where you go and you do a, a half loop and you roll at the top and okay. you come across and then you do a half loop and roll at the bottom. As soon as you're, you're Half loop is done. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of practicing that. Because Scott was practicing at the chill out. And I was like, oh, that's a kind of cool. You do a, a half cool roll maneuver. or a full roll? It's a half roll. So you go okay. inverted, upright, and then you fly do, across the field. Right. Then you go You do down, like an inverted. inside loop, half roll, outside yes. loop, half roll. Half roll. Yes, exactly. Okay. Got you. Yeah. I mean, I could look up the maneuver, but I didn't, you know, I don't remember the name yeah. of it. But, but because I, I was watching. Scott do it at, at the chill out. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. And I feel like I can do that. So mm-hmm. I started messing around with it. And I did it on the gasser. I did it on all the helis. But the gasser was like the only one that looked like it was done well. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything else like would drop or I would go too much pitch yeah. and pop up. Or or I'd give pitch while I'm banking. So it would like kind of mm-hmm. go away from me or go close to me. And I tried doing both rolls. Rolling towards me and rolling away from me. Right. Um, to see which I felt comfortable. But... Yeah, when I did on the gas, it was like spot on. Roll, come down, roll. And it was nice. just like awesome. I did on night show. It's like up and down. Electric is freaking in the next county because it's so much power. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's a lot of F3N maneuvers that aren't yeah. that bad. And no, no, they're kind of no. cool things. You Like you can add that into your routine and it I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's the point. Like I don't want to be competitive. I don't like. Um, you guys haven't seen a competitive Steve. Like I, I'm an asshole as it is. I become Even a more? real fucking asshole. What? Yeah, I come. I become a real asshole when oh I'm. Oh my god! I can't even imagine it, dude. So, like, I mean, I'll slash a tires type of asshole like competitiveness. Like, I get fucking stupid. So I don't like to be competitive. And <laughs> that's why I never want to do competition. But learning these maneuvers will make me a better pilot, and that alone should be enough. Is that different than the regular he's, just slash your tires on the weekend? He's going to go down the line loosening people's blade bolts and shit. 
I mean, I might step on a boom or two, yes. Uh, dude, it's 2020. Just use dikes and cut the valve stems. You don't have to slash tires anymore. Yeah. That's old school. That's like 1960. No, what, I, what I should do is I, I have the little tool to take out the valve stem. There you go. So fuck people because they can't even yeah. fuck the tire back up. Yeah. I put air in it, it comes right back out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to talk about me being an asshole too much, but yeah, that's that's the whole reason. That's part of the reason why I don't want to compete. Like I don't I don't look at that aspect of the hobby and be like, oh yeah, man, I, I should try it. I, I really don't want it. But I do want to learn some of the maneuvers, and I think it's beneficial for everyone oh, absolutely. To, to learn some of these maneuvers. Um, I mean, again, I could just do the pilot proficiency program from RCHN. I think that would equal the same type mm-hmm. of results. But with the F3N maneuvers, I feel like it's more globally, like, or more folks are doing those maneuvers. I could talk to different folks and ask them how to do it because, you know, F3N, F3C, all those maneuvers, like, it's almost an interpretation game sometimes on what they want and see, so, or what yeah. the maneuver is. So. Uh, but beyond that, <laughs> I have two last things I just want to... I got a new chair for my office. It's not as cool as Kevin's, but it's a mm-hmm. lazy boy and it's comfortable and it's bonded leather and I like it. So so that's good enough for me. Plus, it was on sale, so I paid like nothing for it. Nice. And uh, the free, the fifth annual Free4RC podcast, HeliFest, has been sanctioned. And those dates, again, just to kind of let people know, is May 29th. To May 31st. Okay. All right. So if you're in the South Jersey area, try to make it. Same location, Allen's Airfield. Yep, Allen's Airfield, same location. Nice. Same bat channel, same bat time. No, not really, but okay. Awesome. Sweet. All right. So, Andy, how's your weekend? I finally got to do a little bit of flying a few days ago. Which is good because I haven't flown since the chill out, and uh, there I, I only flew flew twice. So it was cool. I got out the gasser, it's getting it ready to fly. Fueled it all up, flipped the switch. It has the brain HD that has the the switch, and nothing happened. I was like, oh well, I must unplug the pack. I just forgot. So I take the canopy off and look, and it's plugged back. It's still plugged in. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. So, so I went and found a, a battery checker. And yeah, it was, uh, it's, um, 1100 milliamp hour life pack, LIFE. Okay. Yeah. And it was at like 1.5 volts for the Ooh. entire pack. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I was like, damn it. Which is kind of surprising that it, that went dead because I, kept an eye on it for a long time and it never really drained down hardly any, but it's been a really long time. It's been like three or four months since I'd flown it and I should have unplugged the pack. That's kind of on me. So I pull it off and I go dig around. I find another like a 1400 battery that was like 60%. So I stuck that on there and with the generator, I kind of really only need the battery to get it started and as a backup in case the engine quits because the generator will power it. So as long as I had something, I was okay. So I went and flew a couple times and just screwing around, did a bunch of autos and stuff. Got like a 20 minute flight. (laughs) And, uh, 
So uneventful. I'm kind of rusty, obviously. Uh, so I did some auto practice and just not, nothing spectacular, just goofing around. So I went and was like, well, let me see what I can do with this stupid battery. And like I said, it was about 1.6 maybe, but that was for both. Like that was the entire pack, both sales together. Oh, Jeez. Man. Yeah. So I put it on the charger and put it on nickel metal hydride for, I don't know. I stuck it on there. I forgot how many sales it took. I think five to equivalent, you know, to be close to what a two cell life pack would be voltage wise. And I just stood there and watched the voltage till it got up to like six volts. And then I switched it over to lifey and it started charging fine. So I charged it up to like 80% and then I had to go. So I unplugged it and I have it sitting in a bag. Just, just, I I think it'll be fine, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. Like I said, with that generator, it doesn't have to be a great battery. It just has to last a couple minutes if the engine quits or enough to get it going, you know, to get it started and get it in the air. So I think it'll probably be okay. I don't know, you know, how much damage it did or whatever, but I'm not overly worried about it. I just got to remember to unplug the pack if I'm not going to fly forever. Yeah, yeah, my problem is, is I'm like, well, I'm not going to play because I'm going to fly in a couple days. And then a couple days, like, nah, I'm going to fly this weekend. Right. That never happens. And before you know it, it's been like two months. Yeah. So that's, that's what got me. I lost a pat, one of the OptiPower backup guard batteries finally, which I had one that on my Protos and it, actually lasted about three years but it finally one time i checked it and it was like it was really low and i didn't even bother with it i just threw it away Uh, because i would always forget to unplug it but i was flying never went more than about two weeks without flying it Uh, but then when i got other helis and stuff it started hanging on the wall a lot more and i would forget to unplug it so that's on me so I bought some Scorpion Lipos are on sale. It's a 6S5000 milliamp hour 45C. They had them on sale from Mikado USA. So I picked up two of those to try out. Um, I thought we'll give them a try and see how they work. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't know who makes them or where they're coming from, but they had a, a really good deal on them. So I thought, nah. Won't hurt to try. I need a couple more packs anyway. Some of mine are kind of getting old. Gosh, that's about it. I mean, I really didn't get have time to do a whole lot of hobby stuff this week. Been covered up with work and whatnot. So, but I was happy to get out and do a little bit of flying. Nice. So, awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, let's move it on to the main topic here. So charging at the field, huh? Yeah, so how do you guys keep your packs charged? Or well, not packs charged, but how do you guys charge your packs at the field? Charging at the field. Yeah. So we wrote a couple key points that we want to hit. I charge the battery for my fuel jug before I leave, and then it's good for the rest of the day. That and your receiver pack, and you're good? 
Oh, I don't even have to do a receiver pack. I just use generator on my gasser, so <laughs> I charge up my transmitter. No, nice. I'm screwing around. I have generators. Yes. What do you guys use? Uh, we'll go over the different ones, but yeah, let's talk about generators. Um, I have a generator too. I know Kevin does too, right? Yep. Um, I often don't bring my generator to the field. Um, primarily, <clears throat> it was because I'm a mooch and I'll just mooch off of someone else. Sure. <laughs> but beyond that, like the smell of gas just really irked me before, so I didn't like to bring the gas jug and the generator. <laughs> Problem solved now. Problem solved now. So. Yeah, maybe I'll start bringing it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I tend not to fly electrics, and if I do fly electrics, I just like I only gonna I only charge the packs I have because mm-hmm. I have dedicated packs. So I'll charge either that night, late night or early morning, and and charge them all up, and then bring them to the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a Ryobi twenty three hundred watt generator. You know, it's, it's a little green thing. It's all right. It, it does the yeah. job. It's not no, too it's, loud. It's a decent. Yeah, it's not it's not it's it's not as quiet as a Honda or Yamaha, but it's right there and I think it works just as well as, as the other two um brands. So I like it. and plus it was like a third the price too, so you can't complain about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have the uh I have the older version. I have the RIOB twenty two hundred watt uh inverter and I bought it at Home Depot. Dude, gotta be gotta be six years ago. Easy. Okay. Eat more, I think. Well, did you buy it before we met, or did you buy it after? I think it was after we met. I purchased it, but was okay. at least six years. Then. Not not too much, you know. After I bought it, that we were flying at Green Pond, yeah, and that was 2014 ish, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and using and we, it, yeah. We used the crap. I, like I wish you could look at the hours of runtime on that thing because yeah. you used the crap out of your generator. I mean, for years, yeah. And I don't think you did one little change, or not until I recently, did one. I did oh, want a light change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh the specs on it are uh like eight almost eight and a half hours of runtime for yeah, uh, yep. uh or five point six at nine hundred watts, depending on how many watts you're pulling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's a four cycle engine. It's quiet though, it's pretty quiet. It was I think it was five ninety nine, so it was like half the price of right. or at least half the price, if not a like you said, nah, Steve, about, uh, I think they're about half. I think the Hondas go half. for about a thousand. A thousand, okay, eleven hundred, maybe eleven hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been, half. it's been really good, man. I think I took it apart to clean it once and like change the oil once and. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, but didn't you change the oil and then start having problems after like I changed years oil of and, not changing oil? <laughs> yeah, because I because I had taken it apart to clean it and change the oil, and when I think when I put it back together, the switch, the run stop switch, kind of got hung up. Um, ah, okay. So it wasn't starting right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did have one time. It it seemed like uh, something happened in the extreme heat, whether the gas just got really super hot or uh, you know I, I flooded it or something like that. I had one time, but other than that, man, mm-hmm. the track record on that thing is is amazing. It's starting to smell a little now, like the it smells like gas when it's running, okay. uh, which I don't really like that much, but. It's from the Jeep. I don't care. It's charging my stuff. and Yeah, it's outside, so you probably don't even yeah. know. Unless you go up to it, really. I wouldn't really notice it. I mean, if I if I brought... I have, a like, a 50-foot monster extension cord. Like, I think it's 12-gauge 
wire or something like that. I mean, if I, I brought that, to, I think, to one of the free fall events and put the generator, you know, 50 foot away, you can't even hear it at that point. It's, right. you, right. you barely hear if it's on the other side of the car and you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah, like no, it's one really of these Harbor one. Freight ones. But a lot of guys yeah. were picking up the uh, Sportsman uh, yeah, the thousand watt one. Thousand, yeah. Yeah, and that one's really small. Um, like I said, thousand watt inverter. Inverter. It was like under two hundred bucks or around two hundred bucks when they were buying it. A buck fifty, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yep. And uh, it's. Uh, I mean, those guys. They. A couple guys come out with those, and it does a good job for the day. You know, it's smaller than than the one that you and I have, Steve. Yeah. Well, let's just talk a second. How do you size a generator for your needs? Well, I I did not want to get – well, this this is kind of in and out of the hobby. I did not want to get something that was a 1,000 watts because I wanted to get something that in a pinch I could run an appliance on. Yes. Uh, so I kind of had a dual purpose in buying this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since, I, since then, I've got a house generator now. Uh, but this one here could actually – I don't think it could it could circulate the uh it couldn't run my I could get no I don't think I could get the well water out of it. I think I could run my oil burner off it. Probably. I remember. Yeah. I'd run the I, recirculation fan and the the burner. Yeah. But the pump the the water pump is is 240 so it couldn't do that. The one I have now can do all of it. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Cuz it's a lot larger. Yeah, I don't recall what I ran off mine because I I you know, I did the worst thing, right? Like I cut my main power and then pick it back into backfed my house on one of the, the breaker, like one side of the breaker. Yeah. Um, so I don't yep. know if I powered everything, but like I know my fridge was working and my heater was working. I had hot water and stuff. So like I was still pretty comfortable with that, that small generator running my house during, I don't remember what storm, but during a power outage. Mm-hmm. But Andy, to answer your question more specifically, I think I, d- I definitely wanted something more than a thousand watts because I said, well, if I bring a coffee maker with us to like Flight Fest or something, oh yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, I didn't. I think yeah, it's like you 1,300 watts. Used to bring coffee makers and, would, and we used to yeah. run it off that yep. generator. Yeah, yeah. That was my thought process behind that. Yeah. I agree. I think if you if there's any way you can afford it whatsoever, go ahead and get up to the 2,000 2,200 watt range. Yeah, because it's so much more versatile. Mm-hmm. And even if you're only charging small packs or receiver packs or something, uh, you might have bigger batteries in the future, or you might be able to, you and a couple of your buddies, use one generator at the field or something instead of right. having to drag three of them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a big proponent of, of the bigger, bigger the better. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wonder a lot of these flying fields that don't have – power why they don't just get like an old rv generator set up you know most of them's at least 3k some of the big ones like mine are 4k and it's you know small little compact unit you can lock it up pretty easy yeah some and, you know you could some fields do like rcho runs a couple big generators yeah. like 5000 watt things they're the noisy kind but they put them over behind the the shed yeah, that that's doable if you can do that at your field. Like we we can't because our field is kind of deemed a park, so we can't leave, and you wouldn't want to leave anything overnight. Um, I mean, we we could probably pack it away in one of those like 
boxes yeah. we have at the field. I think the problem is, is like then someone has to maintain it, and most likely someone will end up taking it, or you know, like or, so. yeah, and because it it's yeah, or screw it up, or because it's an open field that like you know anyone can go to. Like we don't have a gate or a lock or anything, so like you know for the most part anyone can go there and look through those boxes and ransack them if they wanted to, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, I would say it's. I mean, some clubs I would say is definitely. Why not? Like, if you have a clubhouse and you can build on the land, why not? You sure, should yeah. have generators, you know? Um, when it's like, an, you know, town or city or government-owned land, like, yeah, you probably can't build on it. I mean, and that means you can't, like, I don't know, it'd be hard to store it safely and, and maintain it, I think. Mm-hmm. And definitely try to get, well, don't try, get an inverter-type generator. Oh, yes. Yes. Don't buy the hundred dollar piece of shit rattle box one from Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy because yeah. if you drag that to the fun fly, everyone's going to hate you. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. For sure. Only because an inverter is better for electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a regular generator, you know, is for lights or a drill or something. You know, but who's even plugging in a drill nowadays? Nobody. No. Uh, any kind of electronics is. Where the inverter is mm-hmm. is better, yeah, for your chargers and stuff. But they yeah. also typically, the, the, yeah, they are also typically the the quiet type, you know, mm-hmm. the yes, sixty decibels and less, yep, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so that's generators, right? I mean, you know, for folks that have toy haulers and RVs, there's also generators usually in those things, mm-hmm. or they put generators in them, or have generators in the truck that they run, you know, the RVs off of, which you can also plug into chargers and stuff, usually. Right. Um, what about, like, if the club, the club has uh, city power? Done. Move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> like, that is seriously. awesome. Consider yourself very lucky if your club has yeah. city power. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely, yes. It's clean. It's, you know, it's constantly there. It's great. You can't go wrong. You know, and you pay, you know, whatever, a little bit from the club money. It's fine. Uh, what about clubs that have the whole solar panel set up with some deep cycle batteries mm-hmm. and they have like, you know, like this whole charging area and stuff? They work well. Mm. They do require some maintenance and can be a mm-hmm. considerable upfront cost for the club, sure. you know, depending yeah. on the size of the club and that kind of thing. Somebody has to kind of look after it, make sure the batteries aren't getting pulled way down too too low that mm-hmm. they're actually uh, re- replenishing themselves on the solar setup and stuff like that. Yeah. And they eventually have to be replaced. Mm-hmm. I've only had, I've only been to one club that I've used this setup and like it was, it was very Jerry rig setup. It wasn't like, you know, like these deep cycle batteries I, I don't even know if they're deep cycle batteries. I think they were just truck batteries that, like, one of the guys worked at a, you know, a big truck, like, mm-hmm. mechanic shop. And he would just steal the batteries because they wouldn't be good enough for the trucks, but he would use them for the, for the RC stuff. Okay. And I do recall, like, we had to kind of watch how much amps you're pulling. From right. It. Sure. It wasn't, like, unlimited power, obviously. You're running off of batteries, charging batteries. So it's, like, you kind of had to be mindful and... Mm-hmm. And the amount of people charging too was definitely limited, also. Yeah. Because 
because of the draw, right? The ad draw. Right. And that, that also kind of goes back to how it's set up, like how many batteries are in series and parallel and, uh, you know, so, but that can yeah. vary a lot. You can just have two batteries under there or you can have 10 and that makes a big determination on how much power you can pull and how many total watts you could pull, which would mean how many different people at the same time. Well, when I was down in Florida and visiting with Steve Shaw, his club down there has that kind of set up solar and batteries. Mm -hmm. And I believe he'd probably correct me on this, that each battery had an output uh, that were four, four mil outputs. And, uh, you could chain those two together or he had, he had asked the club if they could make a 24 volt one for him to charge up the heli batteries. Yeah. And, uh, I used that oh, when so I was there. It was then directly was to like batteries. Uh, yeah. Or some, some output from the whole device okay. together. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you would, you would plug in to a 24 volt source that way directly. You wouldn't yeah. need to go, you wouldn't need to convert from, you know, the battery power to, to 120 and then back to 24 volt, obviously. Right. Right. Which is great. Cause then you're getting, I mean, you're that's uh, from, from electronic school. And it kind of makes sense. If you think about it, that's the best way to get DC power from a battery. Sure. When you it's, get it from an AC source, your sine clean. wave is still, yeah, it's still, that's why the inverter is better than generator for electronics and all that. Um, but yeah, so that was that was great, man. I mean, and that's that's uh, man, that's that's just a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you said, you got to watch how much how, how much you're pulling. If there's if it's a busy day, you know, yeah. you got to keep an eye on the batteries. There's, Which I think that I think that technology is getting better. Definitely, you know, within yeah. like five the last five years, like five years ago, it probably wasn't the monitoring of it probably wasn't as good as it is now. And yeah, yeah, the, the, the brains of it all, get. right? Is definitely way right. better now. Yeah. There's a club in Knoxville. Um, there may be a couple, but there's one that I've been to that has a pretty nice station set up. They have 12 volt on one side, 24 volt on the other. And what they did is install two like copper yeah, rails. Yeah, the rails, like copper rails. So right. you can just use alligator clips um, connected to your charger leads and just clamp on the rail. And then they, they actually, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they actually lay like a flooring tile for the table, I guess, to nice. kind of mitigate if there's a fire or something. Sure, so yeah, it's pretty yeah. Neat, it's pretty neat setup. Stuff, yeah. I don't know what all they use as far as like the, you, you kind of need an interface between the solar panel and the batteries, like a charge yep. controller to keep the batteries right. topped off and stuff like that. Yep. I'm not sure yeah. what all they did in that regard, but... um Torches down in Orlando is another field that has a charging setup like this. Nice. So yeah, there's that, a few that, around. That's also dependent on your field and like like we're we're in kind of a situation where I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we could do that. It's easier to do that at, at a field that you know the club has where they have a clubhouse. And that well, kind of thing. yeah, and and also it kind of depends on your climate. This probably yeah. wouldn't work worth a shit in Seattle or no. in Washington. Right. Where it rains every day. I mean, I would even say, like, I don't know. I feel like in Jersey, we're, we're it's like 50-50, sunny yeah. day or yeah. overcast. Like so crazy. it might not work that well. In Florida, it yeah. works great. I mean, you know. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. It worked perfect. Vegas, mm-hmm. yeah. But, well, yeah. that's funny because the Vegas field didn't have the one that I, I've been doing. 
I've been yeah. to a few. Uh, didn't have that, but had these huge concrete, you know, uh, overhang things that you could get out of the beating sun and get under, you know? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't mm-hmm. radiate yeah, yeah, yeah. the heat back on you. Mm-hmm. But I guess in yeah. Seattle, they would use like uh, hydroponics or whatever, just collect the rainwater and then let it run down through a generating device. And then you, I see growing weed or something. What the hell? Yeah, isn't that what it's uh, called? They what, collect what called? rainwater Hydro-electric? and then uh, Hydro-electric. run it through a uh, hydroelectric. Uh, yeah, hydro- yeah, I mean, yeah, we're uh, in Seattle, dude. Everybody's growing weed. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> touche. <laughs> but uh, but then you're gonna charge your batteries and bitch about how you can't fly because it's raining out. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> no solar. I'm, I'm gonna go out to Seattle soon, so I'm interested in seeing how it actually is the weather out there. The um. One thing about if your club has CD power or if your club has deep cycle batteries, you still have to have something if you're going to attend Funfly. Like, yeah. Like oh, yeah. This is yeah. for your, your home field, but what if you visit another field? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, you know, unless you visit like Fredericksburg and you get a, you know, well, RV spot and you got city power there. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, all the stuff that for your club stuff, that's great. I mean, you know, I would say maybe 70% of the time you're flying at your club per year. Mm-hmm. But then there's like that good maybe 30, even maybe 40% of the time where you're actually going to fun flies, right? At least for us, I think we that's do quite a bit of for events. me. I never fly at the club field. Uh, so, yeah, we always fly club field, but it's, yeah. But then the fun fly, like as soon, soon as summer comes, it's always, you know, fun fly after fun fly after fun fly. Sure. And because there's so many that we have to like, I don't know, for me at least, I have to like not fly a weekend because I'm I'm going away for seven days or six days, you know. So. Yeah. I would say, Andy, if you're going away, uh, you know, to, to an event, that also dictates like how big your vehicle is, what your mm-hmm. what your capacity is to carry something, and yeah. you know, what your requirements are going to be when you get there. Right. Yeah. What that, if you brought your own, you know, deep cycle batteries to use as charge? Right. right? You charge them up, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're flying a lot of nitro, sure. Yeah, right. Charge yeah. up some batteries before you go. No, no, but I'm I, saying like your deep cycle batteries. Like you can get like two or three of them in your RC trailer, even four or five, whatever you want to put. Yeah. Charge them all up, and then you, when you get to the event, you just use those to charge all your flight packs and your, you know, your. Well, I know that. Uh, like Andy's mm-hmm. probably got. I don't know, Andy. Do you have any solar on your your trailer? No, I like burning Dino Juice. Yeah, I know Mike Welch has uh, some yeah. solar panels on top of his to I don't charge have up his any batteries. Solar panels. Yeah, so he'll do that. He'll mix in if they start running low. He's got like some some uh, you know smart circuitry to to turn it over and turn the generator on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so his his setup was really nice with as far as that went. Yeah, and I think I think on a lot of these are their propane generators. Is your yours propane? No, mine's all gasoline. I have two Hondas. So I have a Honda 3000 watt that, uh, that basically runs a camper and you can charge on it if you're not running a lot of AC, right? Is that that the one you usually have in the corner of the truck? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It lived in my truck till I, uh, got this newer (laughs) one. But then I also bought a 2200 more like the suitcase generator like you guys have uh before urcha last year just so that 
the the three thousand can power the camper with the AC and the TV and whatever else is on, and then the the two the twenty two hundred was just for our chargers because I knew right. both you guys would have chargers and myself and stuff and uh, we don't that, that can get to <laughs> I, well I know but that can be too much for a yeah. single three thousand no no yeah. for sure for sure mm-hmm. so. Uh, and it the gas isn't a big deal. Like I was at the chill out from let's see Thursday at like four o'clock till Sunday around noon, and I only burnt. Let's see, I filled the generator full before I left, so that's like three gallons, and then I burnt five gallons. So I burnt like eight gallons of gas in those. Now, granted, the wow. AC wasn't wasn't running. Right, but but you had the heat on though, right? Yeah, the, but the heat doesn't take a lot. I mean, it's yeah, just the blower. But yeah. yeah, I would run the the recirculation blower all night long. Yeah, but that generator's super efficient. Like it'll run like twelve hours on a tank of gas, so it's almost not worth the trouble of setting up solar or anything else. Like, yeah, I just put a I couple five spoil. gallon cans in the truck and the full generator, and I'm pretty much good for a long weekend, even in the summer. Yeah, I hate to ruin the snowflakes pipe dreams on the uh, solar power, but uh, yeah, definitely gasoline is way more efficient at this point. Yeah, the uh, but I tell you, another setup I've seen is uh, Rob McClellan will have two Hondas. Uh, mm-hmm. Linked together, which yep. I'm yet to try 4, that. Thousand watts, right? No, yeah, he does it. He does it for he does it for thirty amps for he does AC it. in a trailer. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason he does that. Yeah, um, but he also so does. He'll, uh, he'll do sorry. the amperage, and then he'll actually uh, take a separate five thousand or five hundred, five hundred. He'll take a separate uh, five gallon container and pipe that in to yeah. both generators. Yeah, I was gonna which say, is he a has pretty a good setup. System. Yeah. Yeah. Which keeps him running at least twelve hours, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, twelve hours running AC at like sixty-eight degrees in the camper, like a nice temperature, you know, mm-hmm. like all day. Yeah, long. that's a that's a good setup. I thought about going that way because you can buy two twenty-two hundreds for the same price as the one three thousand, so you actually get more wattage with the two, but you also have two to deal with and you got to wire them together and you need the you really need the auxiliary fuel tank if you do that because they don't hold near as much as the 3000 yeah so i just for the convenience uh convenience i guess i just got the ended up getting the 3000 because it's just one yeah. thing and i actually like i said i left it in my truck and use it around the farm a lot now that i've got this 2200 I took the 3000 out and just put it in the truck when I'm going to an event or pulling the camper. And if I need to go do something out on the farm, it's easier to set that 2200 in the back because oh. it's so much lighter. Like, you know, that's the problem with the 3000. It weighs like 150 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't even you don't have to... something you can roll up with, you know, roll it up into mm-hmm. that. That's tough. Yeah, like I have a for my house, I have like a big one, like seven thousand or seventy eight hundred, something like that. I cannot move that thing. Like no. I can roll it around, but I cannot lift that thing. It with fuel with full tank of gas. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's way too heavy for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
cool. So we talk about deep cycle batteries, right? Like people having, you know, whatever, a bunch of deep cycle batteries that they use to charge. But what about charging off your regular car, right? That's old school, right? Yeah. Yep. That to yeah. me is a fallback. If I have absolutely nothing or if something happens, I forget a cord or, you know, that's like, that's like my backup, you know? I mean, if I'm by myself at the field, sure, but I think I wouldn't even bother with that. <laughs> like, I just like, yo, can you charge the receiver pack for me? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just, I, I'm maybe not with this new truck because the battery's pretty diesel, but my old car, like, I would always worry about killing the battery. I, I don't know. It's just. Well, I was going to say, depending on what you're charging, like, if you're going to charge up a 12S stick pack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could probably do it a couple times on your battery but other than that you're gonna have to leave the engine running yeah especially if your battery is like new sure but if it's like even then if you're talking about a smaller car it's not going to have an alternator enough to even keep up with that right exactly um but if you're just charging receiver packs or if you're charging small airplane packs Mm -hmm. or like oxy packs i mean that's it's it's definitely a valid solution Sure, yeah. Yeah, don't no, definitely. And if you have just, a, a, a big truck like I have, I oh, could, yeah. you know, I have 300 amp alternator. I have two alternators. So I could, I could charge more than the uh, my generator will, will do. Damn. If you really wanted to. Damn. I thought my, uh, I think I have a 200 or 170 or something like that. In yeah, my probably truck. a 150 or maybe a 170. I think it's a 170. So I, I have two of that. those. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, damn. Yeah, that's a lot of power. I don't have anything rigged up to charge off of it, but it would be pretty easy to do so. It has two batteries, but I think the car is a, a very reasonable solution if you're just talking about small packs. Maybe run like a little ISDT charger or something for a couple receiver packs if you're running fuel models, or if you're flying airplane like small airplanes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or an oxy or something like that. There wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think I have charged my oxy three batteries uh, on the car. At least, I mean, because you're limited to your charger. Then at that point, I mean, I have I I don't speak for everybody. I have a, a five amp max, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what the twelve volts puts out. But I guess I could bypass that also, because then you're running off the car. You could bypass that. And and get whatever you want, uh, but then at that point, you better be keeping an eye on it because it's a possibility of yeah. you overamping that Chinese charger, you know, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I've seen the actual accessory plug, cigarette lighter plug, burn out of them before. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's a that's a valid point too. You bring up George. If you're doing any kind of charging much, you better open the hood and clamp to the battery. Because yeah. most of the accessory plugs are only good for, you know, 20 amps maybe. If that, probably more like 10 would be more safe. 10 amps for 12 volts. So that's not going to... Mm, well, I mean, what is your power supply from? Like a generator being, let's just say, 15 amps, right? Like you're not... Like your power supply isn't maxing out 15 amps when you charge at your peak. 40 amps are you i don't know but your generator's putting out 120 you're talking about 120 versus uh, i know but when you're when your your power supply converts to 120 
to 12 volts or 24 volts, whatever it's converting to, doesn't like the we need input to be talking amp- watts because amps is relative to your voltage. So like 10 amp accessory plug, you're going to get like 120 watts. And you're okay. probably going to want to charge. Well, yeah, again, it depends on what you're charging. Don't ISDT chargers go up to like 500 watts or something like that? Yeah, I think the one I have is the Q6 that's like 500 or 600 watts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most even the small cheap chargers will do two or 300 watts pretty easy, which is okay. way more than your cigarette lighter accessory plug can handle. But if yeah. you clap, if you clamp it straight to the battery, you'd be okay. Oh, sorry, you're talking about clamping straight. Yeah, using cigarette lighter clamp. I thought you were talking about yeah. like a, a car that has like a, an inverter built into it. Oh no, no, no. And you can plug in. That's why I was thinking it doesn't no. matter because your power supply is converting that well, to DC, which then the amps get. You still got to be careful because a lot of those are only good for a few amps on. Yeah, they're still only like a hundred watts or hundred twenty right, watts. Right. Okay, they're designed to block. Like, charge a, a computer laptop, or something like that yeah right right okay george mentioned seeing the excess the cigarette lighter type plugs mm-hmm. being burned out of the car i said i was just bringing up that's a yeah. very valid concern if you plug your charger into that you need to be yep, careful yep. well oh, yeah if you clamp it straight to the battery post it's much safer yeah i mean if you take a cigarette lighter apart and look at the gauge wires inside it's tiny you yeah know, there's a little fuse too in there it's like yeah <laughs> that's not gonna work too well yeah, yeah I mean, def- definitely the ones that clamp on the battery are, are your best way to go. Mm-hmm. I put an extra battery in the RV up there, and I have big cables going to it, but uh-huh. it it just gets charged through the regular alternator on the on the yeah. RV, which right. is a hundred amp. But but um, I have the generator going to that battery, so if it you know if I if I drag it down, at least I'll have enough juice to get the generator fired up. Right. Because I, I, don't, I don't like letting it run all the time like that. I mean, sometimes I'll do for hours at a time, but. What, the generator? Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if you're not running AC or something, you don't have to run the, the generator. I can right. Yeah. And I mean, I charge six cell five thousands, four thousands all the time. Yeah, sure. Cool. Let's see here. Um, what other options do you have to charge at the field? I was saying you could carry an extension cord and just plug it into your buddy's generator. You can mooch off of someone else's sure. generator. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the well, other I, thing was. If I do that, just, just you know, borrow their charger too. Well, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You can also just have them charge your packs for you. Right, right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks Seems like that never happens. <laughs> Which, no, I've th- actually recently I've done that quite a bit. Uh, not only for Steve, but for uh, our buddy Eric. Uh, some guys come out and only have limited, really limited time, and uh, sure, yeah. I mean, that's usually, I don't know, if you if you're in a club when guys or guys are pissed at you about asking them to charge a battery, I'd find another club because yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a good club. Yeah, find yeah different I mean, friends. Yeah, usually everybody's really cool and right. offer it up, no problem. And I was gonna say, like we're joking about it, but if if you've got a group of two or three people, and there's no reason for everyone to bring a generator. You know, like right. have one guy bring it this weekend, the next guy can bring one next you know, you can kind of swap around yeah. and just share because you you might not need three generators to charge you you know, might be able to take turns yeah. and 
you know, maybe charge at 20 amps instead of 30 amps or something, you know, just back yeah. it off just a little bit so that you're not overloading it. But that's a very, Absolutely. very valid option. Yeah. That's what Steve and I have done in the past when we've gone to events together. Like we don't bring yeah. both our generators. It's no. like, sure. Bring no. one, just bring you know, one. who's going mean, to bring it, you know, that kind and of thing. Initially, I didn't have a generator and it was always like Kevin would bring his anyways, right? Because he would always need to bring his. Um, later on, as I started doing more events without Kevin, I was like, damn, I need to buy my own generator, I guess. So I bought one and then it was like, yeah, you bring yours? Nah, I'll bring mine then. You know, like it's not mm, a big deal. Sure. Especially when like yours went down for a little bit and you had to service it. It was yeah. like, yeah, no problem. I'll bring mine every weekend. It don't matter. But, um, or whatever fun fly we're going to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that actually works really well because you'll you'll notice that you'll have a a core group of friends that you go to most events with or right. or you know your club field with and stuff. And yeah, why why like I see that all the time at our field and our club event, right? Like not a club event, but our club like on Sundays, right? We'll go there and every single car has a generator in front of them, and I'm just thinking like, why? Yeah. You know? Well, now now it's getting to the point where uh, Mike D is like. Hey, don't bring yours. You know, you just yeah. plug into my generator. He's got a a Wen, um, W E N three thousand or thirty three hundred watt. Yeah, uh, bigger one. Yep. Electric start. It's it's like, it's like your normal. The ones we've been talking about. It's like double that size. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like a squarish generator. Mm-hmm. But that thing works great. Works the coffee pot. His charger, my charger, Steve's charger. You know, or whoever, whatever else is plugging into it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and Mike's crazy. He'll run that generator. I think, does he run a smaller one too? No, no, but when he runs that generator and he's not making coffee, he has like four or five charges running at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he like has a lot of those bat safe boxes and they all have a charger on top and, yep. you know, yeah. yeah. Like at least three, I think. But yeah, a bunch of uh, batteries, you know, getting charged at the same time. So Right. And uh, speaking about that, I want to make a comment. Don't be afraid to use your generator. If you, Think about small engines. If you use it every week, it'll just always run and run forever. Yes. If you only use it twice a year, every time it's you go to use problems. it, it's going to give problems. Yep. Yeah, like and I know. Only use it, you only use it twice a year. You're going to work on it twice a year. Exactly. Right. I, don't I mean, I, I can let mine go sometimes for three months, and the gas will go bad in it. Yeah, the gas, the the stuff in the carburetor dries out, and the yep. gas gets gunky and stuff in there. So it's really good to run them at least once a month if you can, if not. You know, I'd say it was good too when you were carrying yours around the truck like that and it getting shaken and stirred around a lot. Mm -hmm. That probably kept, you know, kept it from going bad as fast because, you know, when gas is just sitting still, that's when it really starts breaking down. Of course, it's a Honda, so it's immune to most of that problems. But, you know, I've got one of the old vintage tiny little. (laughs) metal uh hondas oh and, nice uh, you know it'll run like two light bulbs but uh <laughs> mm-hmm. still works like you say those little hondas i mean they just keep yeah. on keeping on well i was going to say there's two things i've experienced over the years with the small internal combustion engines up here in the northeast it's one of them is definitely if you leave the gas sit in it it's going to go bad you can put stable in it to keep it good for up to a year i believe um but after like six months, you probably should get rid of that gas. Uh, the other thing that really bothers that uh, anything I've had, maybe that's where I keep it. I've kept them outside, inside, in a shed. It's always that that gasoline that's in the carburetor 
seems to really gunk up that carburetor over mm-hmm. time it if will. you leave it sit for a couple of months. It will. The more you so run you, them, the better they run. Exactly. And if you can drain the gas completely out, um, which I don't uh, it, it, that's all dependent on the well, model, whether there's a petcock on there. I'm a little torn on that because we used to I say, so I run a lot of small engines here on the farm. Water pumps, fertilize pumps, all this kind of stuff. We used to run all different kinds, always had problems. We switched to Hondas, and they always just start, and they work great. Well, for a while, we were draining the gas out, and like when we finished using it for the season, and then the next spring, we'd have all kinds of problems because the the stuff would dry out, like the yeah. rubber and the seals and stuff. Yeah. So we just started, you know, put some stable or something in it and run yeah. it. And I don't even shut the gas off to the carburetor. I leave that on. Okay. And you, it defies logic, but they give less trouble. They have for and us. See, I've had I've had some trouble with draining the gas or you know pinching the fuel line, mm-hmm. uh, especially on stuff like snowblower or something you only use like once a season. Sure. Or you know, or one season out of the year. But I've had a lot more problems week after week with like uh uh you know any either briggs and stratton it doesn't matter or the Mm -hmm. tecumseh type carb motors they you get on the the lawnmowers and stuff like that i've had just uh and and, and maybe it's with the humidity and where i'm at you know up here in uh, northwest jersey we get a lot of humidity too like i say you're supposed to cut the fuel off and stuff but we had way more problems with that we started just turn the engine off and leave everything like it is and nine times out of ten it's perfectly fine the next spring so i don't know yeah so i guess if you're having issues there's a few things you can try yeah definitely awesome uh let's see so is there any other ways of charging can we get the hand crank out and start cranking? Yeah, I was going to say uh, maybe like a stationary bicycle hooked to a generator. Grab yeah, hooked, hooked to a generator and hooked to Bill and keep him on it. it. Yeah. yeah. That Kinda is like something, island Yeah. Mary Ann, remember, to run the generator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. something. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, a lot of us guys that fly RC aren't in the best of shape, so maybe we should get something like that going. That you know? probably be that. good. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's going to happen? Everyone's going to fight a gasser because they don't have to charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's We could any mention other... buying oh. enough batteries that you don't charge at the field. Yeah. But that's yeah, kind of rare, I feel. It is, you know, and, and what's enough, right? Like, yeah. You know, for me, like having, I have, I mean, now that my Kraken is a Nitro, I can take those two packs back from my Black Thunder. So uh, technically, I have five packs. Yeah. You know, that's a lot, actually, well, <laughs> in my opinion. It, it is, but if you were only flying 700 electric, that's not enough. Without charging? Yeah, no, that's Yeah. Not, that's five flights yeah. in one day, and that's yeah, it. That's but then it. again, I normally only do about five, six flights these days. I don't do a lot. I think it's... I don't know. It's just something that kind of came up, and I think Rob said it to me. And it's like, yeah, as you get better, it's more quantity, more quality than quantity. Yeah, that's true. You know, 
I think it's because you do more stuff in your, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit more, I don't I don't know if it's more stressful. I don't think it's more stressful, but right. um, just, you know, that like you're okay with just doing a couple of flights a day and it's not really a big worry. Like I don't need to bang out 40 flights in an event. Like it doesn't matter, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. I'll tell you, dude, I, I've gone through the, the, the process of trying to charge up all my batteries before I go like out on a Saturday. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, my personality, I like the convenience of just making sure I have all my batteries, throw the generator in there, I'll charge whatever I need to charge when I get there. And sometimes I find a surprise. Oh, this battery's charged. I can go flying now. Mm-hmm. Must have been left over from last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I just I just like the convenience of yeah, throwing so, it in there. Yeah. I don't like doing the whole like charge. Oh, look, it's charged from last week. I'll fly it. Yeah, I mean, sure, fly it, but I think that battery just like batteries don't like that, right? I mean, well, there's two things I recommend: never buy a truck from me, and never buy batteries from me, for sure. <laughs> I, Unless it's a Gen A three a three cell twenty two hundred, right? That thing lasts you like eleven years. Because <laughs> I put those in the freezer at one point. Yeah. What What do you do if you've? Okay, here's a scenario: you got say you got five packs for your electric. You go out there and you smash it into the frigging ground on the first flight. Now you got four packs to do something with, assuming mm-hmm. you don't have another heli to put them in. I mean, I, yeah, I, that's interesting. Yeah, you, I hook it up to the ICT discharger and discharge them. It sucks. Over the next two days. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, a, not a discharger, but it's uh, still annoying. It's still annoying. Yeah. yeah. You discharge a battery every hour or so, or an hour and a half, yeah. whatever they call it. It takes, you know. I mean, it sucks, and I can do it on my charger too. Obviously, the Rev Electric suit is decent discharging, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it sucks. What do you do? Yeah. I've kind of seen in, I mean, I have a ton of batteries. I've buy a few every year, right? I'm thinking if you're starting from maybe like you're getting into 700s and you don't have a lot of packs, it, versus buying like six or seven sets of packs, or two packs, I think you could probably buy a generator for the difference. And oh, easy. When those buy packs wear down, buy pack. two more packs instead of having to put because that generator yeah. will last you years and years and years. Mm-hmm. The packs are eventually going to have to be replaced. Oh yeah. So for sure. I mean, I guess technically you're spending the same amount. You're just spreading it over a few years. Uh, right. So I, mean, I don't know, but don't pa- know. packs degrade with age, no matter what, whether you fly them or not. So, just if you buy five packs now, and even just if you just cycle them a few times, they're still not going to be as good five years from now or as they are when you buy them. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the way they work, the chemistry. Yep. So I kind of feel like it's better to get fresh packs maybe once a year or every other year or something and kind of rotate them out. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what I do. I only buy a pack or two. I mean, I think the last, there was one time I ordered, I think. Right. No, I know. I'm a lot kinda... of money on packs, but they usually one or two packs, uh, 12 ounce packs a year is my max. It's what I do. I don't, right. you know, no, and I'm... granted, like I have five packs, but you know, three of them are, I don't know, four or five years old? Yeah. Oh, no, no, maybe, no, sorry, not that long. Maybe three, 
yeah, maybe three or four years or two to three years old. Like they got some cycles on them, you know, um, over a hundred usually. On each. I'm mm-hmm. kind of tr- comparing like whether get the setup to charge at the field or just buy a shitload of packs and charge them all before you go. That's kind of what I'm comparing. Like, yeah, you and I both have a ton of packs, but we've acquired them over the last three or four time. years too. Yeah, and and I mean, this is me now. Me two years ago was yeah, I borrowed, you know, like I plugged into Kevin's generator and I would charge at the field. I would still charge the two packs at home, but like, you know, thirty minute two C charging or thirty five minutes, depending on you know like how your condition to your mm-hmm. packs and how quickly they balance. You know, compared to a five-minute flight at max, like you're, you know, 10 minutes of flying and you're now waiting an hour and plus to charge mm-hmm. those two packs. That's why, like, over time I accumulated batteries. And that's part of the reason why I don't need to charge so much now because I did a lot of charging back in those days. Yeah. And I, I learned that, like, I don't need to. I could charge these four, three, or five packs, whatever I want to bring to the field. And most likely that with the nitro and gasser is all I'm going to fly for the day. Right. Even at a fun fly, I don't more than I, I'm still single digits I would say at a fun fly you know yep and it definitely depends on if you have fuel models to fly in between then yeah. having a ton of batteries is less important yep I think that's where I'm pivoting now mm-hmm. you know because obviously I'm getting into nitro and gasers way more um, that like I don't even think about batteries anymore like I don't you know, I don't think about like buying batteries, and 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 when I do, it's like, what did I buy at Urcha last year? I bought receiver packs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I bought. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, as the hobby changes for you, obviously your your um, uh, what is the word for? It? Why can't I think of it? Uh, your your methods and just you know your day to day of flying changes too with that. So yeah. You know, so what you know works for me might not work for a new person, or might not work for Kevin. Right. Or, you know, well, there's so many different variables. I mean, of what course. if you only have an hour to run out and get three or four flats in? You know, right. yeah, I mean, you better charge everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no yeah. reason to go try to charge there. Just, just have yeah. have three or four packs and charge them, and then go fly, and then yep. run back. Yep. Yep. If you plan on spending the entire day out there. You either better have a shitload of packs or some way to charge them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. It, de- it definitely there are caveats too, right? There are some circumstances that'll make it um, warrant to to have a lot of packs and sure. charge at home or little packs and charge at the field. You know, like if you like, if you're hard on your packs, that's another thing I think. Mm-hmm. If you're very hard on your packs, you might only want to keep two or three packs. Or maybe just one and two packs, because you know you're gonna burn through those packs and need to buy new ones sooner than later. Yeah. And who wants to buy five packs and then need five packs in two years? Like, yeah. Again, you know, like you yeah. buy a pack or two and you replace them every two years. Sure, that's fine. You know, or every year. And so I think that that definitely plays into it. And there's a lot of variables. Right. I don't think it's just well, it's like so many things that we talk about. Every situ, like your situation may be different than ours. Sure. So you gotta. Run your own numbers. Do your own ciphering. Right. Get out that pencil and paper and scribble some numbers down. See what well, we give people to. something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, for our listeners, what's your take? Do you bring a generator? Does your club have power? Do you... Um, Solar. 
yeah, solar power, city power, whatever. Um, do you buy a whole bunch of batteries and charge them up the night before, or you're like, nah, that's the worst thing you can do, son. You're gonna blow your house up, or do you, um, <laughs> <laughs> or do you like buy one set of like two two five thousand success packs and you use them in your your 700 you use one pack in your 600 you use one pack in your 500 <laughs> like you know do you mix them up do you how do you how do you handle batteries yeah. and charging and let us you, know in the post and if you do charge up a whole pile of packs the day before you either got to have a great big charging setup and a big power supply and a dedicated circuit or you got to spend a lot of time charging those up yeah yeah like i don't want to spend the time to like babysit the charger long enough to charge all that crap up yeah so <laughs> i mean here's my method so like usually i'm charging all my receiver packs the night before and then yeah. like more recently with the 700s i'll charge three packs for the goblin black mm-hmm. thunder um i do the big packs first just because i'm using each channel on both chargers so i just want to get those done and that because it ties up the whole charger for me i don't i don't do um power charging anymore like i just have dedicated like channel a channel b and i just charge a 12 s pack that way so and then i set a, a timer on my phone for 35 minutes i usually know by 35 minutes that battery will definitely be charged at 2c even you know if it's an older pack and needs a little bit more time balancing um and i go out to the garage you know take a look if it's not done maybe I'll, I'll tool around the garage there's always some cleanup i should be doing or something in the garage and then, you know, and then other than that, I'll go back in the house and spend time with the family and do other things, you so know, because you, it's also... where are you charging in your garage? In the garage, separate from the house. So I'm not there, and if it were to go up, it would suck a whole shit ton of fucking crying, yeah. you know? Yeah. It would suck, but but at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't be worried that, like, my life or my family's life would be in danger by charging outside in the garage, because it's a detached garage, so... Still suck. Um, it still suck. You can- Huge fucking balls. But I mean, do you have them out in the middle of the floor or anything? No, yeah, they're in the middle. And they're, he doesn't they're have like... a middle of the floor. Have you seen his garage? <laughs> no, no, I do have a middle. And that's the <laughs> no. only walking space. And yes, it's on the middle. It's in the I'm middle so of my paranoid. Garage. I'm so paranoid. I've got like steel cabinets I keep my batteries in, even when I'm not charging them. And uh, if somebody leaves their batteries here, like in the bag or something, I have to put them out in the middle of the floor where they're like three feet away from everything. And that's kind of hard <laughs> to do. But, but yeah. I am like the most battery paranoid person in the world yeah. i was on a conference call one day at work and had one cook off on the charger back here i'm sitting here with my head set on just talking wow. up the storm and i smell something i thought that smells like a battery turn around and massive fire over there on the Damn. table yeah it's scary i mean knock on wood i've i've had really good luck with batteries and i hope it stays that way I had a whole box of them. I just kicked under the couch a while back, but I probably should do something with those. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sleeping <laughs> not thinking about that. I know, right? <laughs> I've I seen gotta... people like that. My buddy down in Dalton. Batteries. I'm talking not little 22, 2300s, or even measly little five, 6,000. I'm talking 10,000, 12,000, 20,000 milliamp batteries piled up like. Cord I don't know. Yeah. Lincoln Lock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And I'm like, and you're sleeping in in here? George is oh, having a, is, uh, a panic attack just looking at the, the batteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to be heavily medicated when I go down there. <laughs> <laughs> 
to sleep in that. Wake up. Was that a spark? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, that that's the safest way. You should keep them, you know, be paranoid about it because you never know. Um, Yeah. 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 Don't do what I do. Yeah, be don't do what I do. It. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about as far as charging at the field or a bit of charging and batteries? The only other thing I wanted to add to bring in the generator to the field with you is that uh, I've had issues where I wanted to charge my radio. And if you don't have some kind of power source, whether it's you or your buddy's generator, mm-hmm. uh, you might be sweating it even more than George walking into a house with a pile of batteries in the middle of the floor. You might be like, well, should I fly or not? I mean, it's getting pretty low, you know? So that that helps me out. You know, I can just charge it up. Yep. So let me ask you just a sidebar question. What's too low? Um, well, I have two different meters on the two different radios. The Mikado is usually at, on a percentage, and the the Spectrum is, okay. you know, you 8 got, to whatever it is, 7.3. You got to know when it shuts off. Yeah. When I when I click go the power switch on that. and it shuts off, that's too low. No, but I when it starts to get down to like uh, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I think it's like seven point four ish or seven point six ish. I'm like, eh, I think it's time to uh, charge. I up. mean, seven point four is isn't that kind of nominal? Seven point four is, is no. It, is I, it I lipo? Think it's a lipo, two cell lipo in there. Yeah, that's, that's time to charge it back up. I think yeah. yeah, I think about that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I think it's eight point four is is the highest I've seen it. You know when you charge it up. Yeah, it's a two cell light bulb, so eight point four is yeah, fully charged. Yeah, fully charged and three point seven per cell, which is seven point four. That's basically be. empty. Yeah. So when it's when it's getting into the seven point yeah. area, the you know six seven point seven or whatever, I'm I'm like ah. Uh, what about your V control? Well, like I said, that's got a percentage on it. Yeah, what's so, the worst percentage you're gone? Uh, probably not past fifty. Oh, I've hit like fifteen, twenty. Yeah. How long does the battery uh, last in those things? I don't know. A day? Not even three hours? I don't know. It depends. Really? The touch, the touch with the two batteries. Mm. You know, I'll fully charge it at home. It'll be at a hundred percent, and then by the time I fly at the field, which like I said, I only maybe pull in five or six flights. Let's just say for, okay, let's just say for a three-day flood flight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And really Sunday doesn't count because it's really Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% will probably leave me at 25, 30 at the end. Of that okay. Weekend. And that's like um, five or six flights. Yeah, so maybe 10 flights, 12 flights. Uh, maybe a little more. Maybe a little bit on time it? of standby. Yeah. How much capacity? 3,600 per cell. Or three thousand per per cell, and it's, so it's 6, in parallel, 000. so six thousand. Okay. Now that's the touch. The touch uses more. an absorbent yeah. amount of power. Sure. Visit that screen. The old one, I mean, I'd probably go two weeks, like two two mm-hmm. like days of the two or three days so of like twice fly. as much. Probably twice as much, yeah. I would say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With I'd the same the amount same of batteries, with two batteries, both well, three thousand um, milliamps. I'm going at least two weekends with the one battery. I don't yeah. have two in mine. Yeah, I remember I think the longest I went was a month. Like four 
go four days at the field. So like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I, I wouldn't, and I still didn't need to charge after that. It was like hundred percent down to like 50 or 40 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old version is way more efficient than the new one, obviously because of the screen and, and all right, that. Right, right. So, cool. Yeah. I was just curious because I've gone down to where like, it's like, it's warning me low battery. I need to charge. If it's warning you like, low battery, you better land and stop flying. Well, I've finished it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I wouldn't notice it's low battery until I finished flying. I'm like, oh, look at that. It's at 15% and, or 12% and I should charge. And that's when I'm like, anyone got a V-Control charger? <laughs> because I never bring yeah. mine. Well, good thing about yeah. those, you can use a USB cord too. Oh, but that, I mean, there's no point. Yeah. It's, it you got a week, like to, a week yeah. to wait, yeah. Yeah, like I, I can leave it for yeah maybe two days it'll really get pretty charged up. My yeah. jetty charges pretty fast with that. Like no comment. Twelve hours it'll be full. No comment on USB. <laughs> I thought the V control would charge like I've charged mine with that before, but I don't know how long it took. Yeah, not from being like very low to hundred percent. That takes a while. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's move it on then. Uh, what do we got? Do we have a Planker segment? I think we do. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we do. Which I got to right. see if I can open it up now. Yeah, let's hear it. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. I got to be. And Andy. Hey! What's up? <laughs> The mic, 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 the mic, the mic, the is the best. The mic, the is the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. That does include bathrooms. Is that it? The best, the best, the best. Um, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Yes. What's up? balls. Holy shitballs. That does include bathrooms. Is that it? The mic <laughs> is the best. Um. <laughs> I forgot about this song. What's up? The mic, 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 the mic, the is the best. The mic is the best. The best. The best. The best. It still sucks. Loved it. My loops look like eggs. I sent mine home with Tima. <laughs> My mind was getting confused too easily. Getting confused, getting confused, getting confused. Hey, Bill Ann. Fucking Steve, can't believe you talked me into this shit. <laughs> Mike was here. <laughs> Mike D is the best, the best, the best, the best. You know what the hell is going on? That's the key. We ask guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. That really sums up the whole show. <laughs> It's all the parts you edited out. Oh, um, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. How's everybody doing? Um, episode 21. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got something special today because I am speaking to you from the Freefall RC compound. Yeah. Guys are out of town. Um, they left the door unlocked. Oh. And uh, although we do, we occasionally do some planker business here. 
I, I thought the uh, the listeners, uh, the podcast listeners, would like a tour of the Free Fall RC, um, you know, compound. So let's uh, let's go down here. And uh, everything's be it was a pretty long hallway. Uh, out the window here, I, I have to describe this since this is audio. But out the window here, you can see the uh, the, the Steve uh, Yun uh, tank farm. Is all the uh, heli fuel is stored in above ground tanks. <laughs> and uh, you can take a tour of that weekdays, uh, 9 to 3, if you'd like. It takes about an hour to walk through. <laughs> and let's see what's next here. Okay. All right. This door here. Let me open this up. This is the Andy Ross dress closet. And when I say dress closet, I mean dress closet. He's also got – let me see what's over. Oh, he's got his hot pants collection in here, too. All right. That's <laughs> enough for that. That's making me a little sick. All right. What, what's the next door down here? Oh, look at this. This is the uh, – Oh, hey, look, look, this, this is, is Kevin's Kevin liquor room. room. Um, it started out as a closet. Uh, then it turned into a, a room. It's, now it's, yeah, this is a whole room. Okay. Yeah, I, I um, okay. So, yeah, in, right up here on the wall there in uh, Kevin's liquor room, you can see the um, Magic Tail Boom, which is available at magic stores near you. It has hidden compartments inside for secret parts. <laughs> Now, uh, let's go down this hallway here. Oh, here, look. This is the, um, this is Planker Hall. Let's see what's, uh, you can hear. Let's see what's going on in Planker Hall. Yeah, this is, this is the Planker's area. Uh, hey, what's going on? No, 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 no. I had, no, not now. Maybe later. Um, no, I haven't eaten yet, so I don't want any of that. No. All right, listen, I got to go, guys. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> down at the end of the hall, there is the airplane uh, nook. Um, it's just a little divot in the wall, really. Uh, what have we got here? Let's look at the display because I haven't been down here in a while. Oh, this has got the um, bought but not build display. This is a pile of um, kits and ARFs um, bought. By let's see. Oh, every one of them's got Steve's name on it. Looks like a bunch <laughs> of kits that uh, were never built. Yeah. You know, in the front office, uh, when you enter the uh, Steve Yun tank farm, uh, he's got a small display there of uh, airplanes uh, that flew once and now are on static display. It's a pretty big uh, display, actually. It's in here. This is a cardboard box in the hallway, and it says... Anger management tapes. All right, let's take a look. These are all addressed to Steve, and every one of them is unopened. Wow. When I go into competition, I need those tapes. Okay. All right. So on this let on this wait, there's one last. I don't never remember seeing this door before. What the hell? What the hell is in there? Wait. The sign says, do not open. Subject muzzled. It says Bill Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, no 
Please leave a message after the tone. Hey guys, it's Ernie over here at the accountant's office, and it's that time of the year again. Um, so I got quite a list of problems with you guys. Um, first, I gotta tell you, we can't have any more submissions for expenses right now. The, the girls in the office are working overtime. We've got piles of these things. Some of the stuff that we found, like, hold on. Uh, what the hell is Blade Stop Insurance? I don't know what that is. Also, Marge found something here. What is this, Marge? Marge found a receipt for a Roman toga party. All right, now look. We, we, we have a hard time justifying a toga party. But if you guys operate helis at the party, we can probably get that in. And listen, one more thing. We, we ran out of those if found, please return to freefall uh, dog tags for Kevin. <laughs> I suggest taking them to the vet and having them chipped. Or maybe just get them tattooed. All right, see you guys. Hey, Kevin. Sorry about the broken bottles, dude. I I apologize. I'll replace them for you, but that's not why I called. Damn it, Mike. Uh, listen, I found a door at the end of the main hallway at the freefall, and uh, it's kind of disturbing. It's, it's a locked door with Bill in. Um, when I came back to check on that, I, I saw that there's a sign at the bottom of the door. It says uh, to put live mice here. Are, are we actually feeding him live mice? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Keep moving on. Okay. Listen to me. This is IX-13. The Planker wants you to send in your emails about any subject you would to be plankerized. Yes. That, 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 that's a word now. Product reviews or any other person or thing you would like the Planker to get into. Send your email to Shooter. Training. That's one word. Cheater, training at gmail.com. Alright, that's creeping me out. Kind of sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He should have went, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, funny. Gotta get me out of here. I hate he found my dress room. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't judge. Those are nice and cool in the summertime down here in Tennessee. Yep. That reminds me, Andy, you never did bring my tube top back. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot about it. That reminds oh, me, I got to get my name on that liver waiting list. Yes, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> you got to put your name on it now. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move it on to uh, news and announcements. Okay. News and announcements. All righty then. What do we have? We have a fun fly at the Torches Field in sunny Florida. Oh, the flipper fun fly. Yes, uh, in remembrance of Ray Morey Jr., a.k.a. Chicken Wing, a.k.a. Flipper. This is April 17th through the 19th of this year, 2020. It's called the Flipper Fun Fly. Nice. Come enjoy some heli fun and camaraderie. 
as we spoke about uh, a couple weeks ago, um, we lost Chicken Wing. So the Torches Spring Bash has been renamed the Flipper Funfly in remembrance of Ray. So yeah, here. and and uh, not only this year, but uh, they hope it will become mm-hmm. a yearly memorial to uh, Flipper. Yeah, I think it should. So yeah. definitely check that out if you're anywhere around. Uh, I would go, but April, middle of April's probably not good for me, so I don't think I'll make it. But it should be a good event. I'm going to be down the beginning of april so i'm gonna probably be back that first week mm-hmm. yeah second week of april i'll be away which comes up right to that point so but yeah if you're definitely if you're available and you can make it definitely you know yep, check it out that's a down, go, go great club great bunch of guys down there go hang out and support them and yeah yep good event yeah michael Gata is going to be uh, putting it together. So, mm-hmm. yep. Go down there and say hi to him, support everybody that flies down at that field. Yeah. That should be a good time, man. It should be, for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. What else do we have here? All right. AccuRC has switched to the US dollar. I don't know why that's important, but is on sale. So it says AccuRC can now be purchased from the website in U.S. dollar. And to celebrate, we're just switching currency but keeping the numbers the same until the end of the month. That means AccuRC is now thirty nine ninety nine instead of the regular forty nine ninety nine. That's twenty percent. Uh, there used off. to be like euro or something, right? Right. Yeah, I was going to ask, what the hell did I pay in rubles? Like, what? What yeah. do you mean? Well, it converts no, it think- to dollars when you pay oh. for it. So it, yeah. I don't. Like I said, I don't know why this is important. But I think, but, I think what it is is that it was thirty nine ninety nine euros, and when we paid for it, it'd be like fifty bucks. Yeah, it's like forty nine dollar or fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. But they're saying, hey, we changed it to U.S., but we're still giving you the right. same so, euro price. Yeah, basically, it's on sale. Yeah, ten bucks off is that's the biggest discount I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. I mean, forty bucks for this sim is like really hard to beat. I don't. Think yeah. you can find anything anywhere close to this for this at this price point? Yeah, yeah, and, and that and like it's gonna be the best forty bucks if you put your time and and effort into it. It's the best forty bucks you'll ever spend in a hobby. Yeah, oh, right. absolutely, hands down. So right, definitely. yep, absolutely. Uh, it's free. You know, you always you get free updates and stuff, and they're always updating, add new things and this and that. So I would. If you've not checked it out yet, I would definitely try it out. Even if you don't like it, uh, test. I think they have a trial period or something. Try yeah. it out. I mean, like I said, yeah. 40 bucks. you're not going to get a sim for $40. Bring That's your lunch decent. for a week and buy the sim for 40 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Is it PC and Mac or just PC? Um, They're working on a Mac, but I don't remember if they ever got that going. Wasn't it in beta or alpha or something? It's definitely yeah. PC. It's on Steam, so they were doing a Mac build at one time, but I don't know what happened with that. Do you know, Steve? Um, I don't. I know. I definitely know that it was 
it's something um, they were looking into, but I don't know if they ever got it done. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, George. Are you, are you just Mac, George? You We've got a couple, couple of OPCs, but probably not the best around. Yeah. See them on. He's a bigger Mac snob than you are, Steve. I know. I don't think that's possible. I don't know. When, Windows is a virus. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know. It is, dude, and I've had it since 1991. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> Can't get rid of it, dude. The same virus of 1991. <laughs> I've got an old MacBook Pro, one of the big 17s. Oh, it's old so, school. It's the so old. And everything. Yeah, it's so old that the battery has swelled in it so bad that it's it looks like it's getting ready to have a little iP- baby iPad or something. I know, right? It's about to pop one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's even cracked the uh, mouse pad on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, that thing still works great. Use it every day. Just go on Amazon buy like a it's like a twenty dollar battery to replace that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a couple of good iMacs. That's what I use mostly mm-hmm. use. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. AccuRC. Get yours at AccuRC.com or Steam. Yep. Yeah. Get it on Steam. Yeah. I like it on Steam just because you can, you know, load it on all your machines and sign in and just play it. All right. Oh, this other one looks pretty feature rich uh yeah uh so saw a new firmware update for brain 2 icon 2 uh 3.3.006 i don't know what all they've added looks like some open tx stuff yeah a lot of open tx um, improved timing for the 140 degree and 130 degree swash plates Movements mm-hmm. to eliminate some little interactions. That's always really good. Yeah. Um, this is weird. This next one that's on the list here: the DXE and DXI transmitters. Workarounds for users. Um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Provided some sort of workaround for transmitters that work only with DSMX 22 milliseconds protocol to connect to DSMX. X satellites binded by our flight controller at 11 milliseconds. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, hmm. I don't know how it's doing it. I mean, the 22 to 11 milliseconds is a big difference as far as like your um, transmission rate or you're kind of like almost like a refresh rate for a TV, like the higher... Uh, the well, lower sound, sounds like you somehow got two satellites binded at 11 milliseconds, but the radio still thinks it's 22 somehow or another. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I wonder if, if your radio at 22 runs the equivalent of an 11 millisecond. Yeah. Maybe using some bi-channeling with the two satellites or something. But um, I'm just, it's interesting that because the 11 milliseconds is definitely a, f- better protocol to use yeah, sure. at least because it's just right. response times faster but um is anyone trying to fire heli with a dxe i mean possibly. just the one that you get with the helicopter the blade helicopters yeah. i still know someone with a dxi oh it was a dxi like that's the the six right yeah six i have I. a six i i fly the yeah i fly the uh brain the one i have in florida mm-hmm. on the dx6i yeah 
Yeah. But uh, that's at 11 milliseconds. I didn't. I wonder if this is. You know, this is kind of confusing with the two satellites. Uh, initially, well, I thought maybe it was breaking up the 22 and doing like. Yeah. Right. Pulse from each one to equal out to 11. You know, uh, kind of splitting the load between the two satellites. Possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I don't interesting. Know. Interesting though. The events are pretty interesting coming up here. You know, the next few things on the list. I mean, just the adding events to the logs so you can diagnose stuff yeah better. added some events throttle output limit reach to help uh, diagnose possible governor setup issues add an event reset to factory defaults bluetooth reconfigured they added an accel- yeah an acceleration above 16g event wow so that's, that's kind of neat uh, added some stuff in the help menu Stuff in the wizard panels. Okay, here's a kind of neat thing. Because a lot of users of Brain Icon have always bitch and grapped about the forced firmware update thing. And they've kind of been making it to where you didn't have to do that so much. But now in the firmware update window, they changed the button names from OK to Update Now and from Cancel to Don't Update. So if you don't want to update, just hit Cancel. And the firmware update window pops up. I assume That's, is is how you can do that. And I, I, I haven't researched this. So I'm not positive, but I assume you can cancel and then take your computer or whatever device off the internet, put it in airplane mode or something, and then restart the software, and it won't ask you to update. That way, you can adjust your settings or do whatever you need to do without doing an update. Wait, so before you can't get past that? I don't get it. Um, well, I, they may have already changed this, but earlier, when if your computer or your phone or whatever you're using is connected to the internet, yeah, when you change. load the software, it looks for updates. And if it has an update, it says, you know, you need to update it. Um, I always just canceled it or whatever, and then put my device in airplane mode and then went about my business and didn't update. Right. Some people would update when they didn't want to and then complain that it took too long or they had some sort of issue that prevented them from flying. So it sounds like they didn't really change anything, but they changed the name of the buttons from okay and cancel to update or don't update just to make it a little more clear. Previously, though, you could hit cancel and continue into the software and, and change your settings, though, right? Um, I'm not sure. Like, okay. uh, you couldn't before, but now that could have changed in the last few updates that I really hadn't paid attention to. Is that? Are you following me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? It does say the... Uh, well, new brain bin file for the JD, of course. Revise some French instructions. And then there's a software update for the Android and iOS apps. Uh, they did have a note that due to JD delay in the, um, for the brain bin file for the JD integration, that it won't be available until next week. But, 
I think by the time you hear this, it should be available because I saw this update last week. So that might be a mute point by now. I think um, you kind of skipped over, which I think is actually. Oh, what I skip? Pretty good deal um, when it comes to software coding is that they've made improvements and optimized their, their baseline code. Oh, okay. So it's actually smaller and there's more compression on it, which speeds up the actual code itself. So it's actually speeding up not the hardware, but the actual binary oh, okay. that's running right. to make it perform better. So okay. Uh, positive there. Yeah, I didn't even really pay that any attention. Probably because I don't know what that means. I mean, I understand <laughs> it now that you said it, but I yeah. just saw improvements in optimization and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as you know, when you write better code, it basically runs better on hardware. Right. So it makes yep. that hardware feel better, even though it didn't really change any of the core. It just makes it faster effects. and smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. You got anything else? That's all I have. You guys got anything? All right. Uh, nope. I don't have any news. I'm trying to think. Nope. Me either. Get out there and get your submissions into the FAA. Oh, oh yeah. 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 March 2nd. March 2nd's the last day. So, yeah. You know, can we talk about that a little bit? Yes. No. So someone put up a post and, you know, I think they were asked, they're like looking at the people that posted and they're like, why is it that AMA officials haven't posted yet or most of AMA officials? I'm not sure if it's, if they said all or some. Right. I saw some, I saw some of that. Yep. Yeah. Like, why aren't they doing anything? Why are other folks in the hobby not posting you know, their comments. And it seemed like, you know, some folks were like, yeah, hey, man, you should be posting it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll admit it. I'm one of them. I think they should be posting comments way in advance, not waiting for the last minute. Some folks were saying, well, I haven't posted because I want to wait till um, last minute. Not really last minute, but I want to wait. You know, some folks were like, I want to wait, you know, to gather my thoughts and, you know, make sure I put like, one comment that's very thoughtful than a bunch of just, you know, other comments. Right. I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I don't agree with that. I think you can put a whole bunch of comments in and you can still put a thoughtful comment at the end that there's no reason why you're limiting yourself to one comment or you're waiting to the last minute to do it because Human nature is, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll do it, I'll do it later, I'll do it, I, I, I got this, I'll do it, and then the fucking day comes in and passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and like, it's so important for us hobbyists and AMA and Urcha and all of these orgs, all of the CBOs to go to, you know, go make a stand and and say, hey, we we don't want this. This is going to really hurt your citizens of this country. So why are you doing this, right? Like. We need to figure something else out. Um, I don't understand. I, I mean, do you guys understand? Like, maybe you can help me understand why. No, but uh, I do know. I did a comment two or three weeks ago, and I can't find it in there. Like, I obviously didn't click whatever you got to click to make it publicly viewable. So there could be okay. a lot of comments that you just can't 
third. They, sure. Yeah, I did one, and I'm actually writing another one to do. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do here in a couple of days. I've just kind of been drafting it in my head, and um, but I went to look and see if my first one popped up, and it's not. So I guess I did it anonymously. I don't think I meant to. It's just probably whatever. Because I don't think I think you can choose whether it's publicly viewable or not, right? I don't remember uh, what I did, but I definitely I submitted certain, one and I searched my name and couldn't find it. There's certain sections that they say this will be publicly viewable. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know if you can select it. So if I did it even accidentally, then there could be more of those. My I mean, there could be people putting comments that they're, you can't search them for some reason. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I know there's like a there's usually like a 24 48 hour like time it takes to actually process and that's what people have been saying like hey Well, sure, but day. like okay. like your point to it's been 2 months now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So well, it dude, could I'm, be something to that. Here's, I'm sorry, let me give you a chance. My whole point or my whole take on initially when I heard that was the same thing. I'm like, yeah, why haven't they commented but then, dude, I'm, now I'm thinking about it. If you got enough time to go through all these names and look for people, why don't why haven't you just started up another fake Google email and commented again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I I am in agreement with you. Yeah, you should be. Why isn't the AMA commenting? But I'm like, how much time did that take? You know, I don't know. I I don't know. I it's. I, I watched another YouTube video. I've been watching videos like almost on a daily basis about this this whole topic. And one guy had a really good point about privacy and and releasing all our information about. He had, he had a couple of good points. One was that you know isn't that uh, against federal law to release our information of uh, uh, where we are at whatever given time? You know who is flying what and their location and all that stuff. Um, I mean, after nine eleven, I don't think any of that stuff's private. Anymore. Well, after the Patriot Act, yeah. Uh, well, that was more, yeah, trading uh, information between municipalities. But this is like, if you're an American okay. citizen, the government's not supposed to be able to be spying on you uh, or or relaying your information like that. And the other thing he said, which I didn't even think about numbers wise, if there's eight million drones in the United States, you know, sold or whatever the number was, and there's only about a million airplanes once this all goes to into effect isn't like the whole united states just going to be like a giant blanket of information like of things flying around if, if everybody's too much legal? information right yeah it's going to be yeah. i mean have you ever seen like a a real time view of airplanes and their transponders it's it's a mess Oh yeah, dude, around newark and how they stage yeah. and oh, the traffic air control yeah now add easier. 3 or 4 million more of those yeah now eight eight times that you know essentially or yeah or even half you know four times that it'd be crazy so i don't know it's we can do what we can and we can see what's going to happen um i don't know hopefully they work on teleporters or something so we don't have to worry about it just teleport your shit amazon (laughs) to my front door and leave my flying field out of it Mm -hmm. one of these one of these days we got to do an episode about uh paranoia and my my suspicions and all that shit because huh, i could fill up at least an hour or two sounds like a good kevin and george episode mm-hmm. yeah we talk about the particle replicators no i'm 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 more like 
I'm I'm totally under the assumption that they just want to kill all family activities in this in this country. They're just I mean we'll go record it from George's bunker. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yep, we're gonna do that. Can't bring Mike D though; he'll trip over too many my vodka bottles. (laughs) Break him. I want to know how to even look up these comments because I can't figure a way to look them up. Search, search by your AMA number. Search by your your AMA number. You can search by name. You can search by name. Uh, Yeah, somewhere. Steve, you're getting a little faded again. Yeah, talk into the microphone. Now my problem is I'm coughing a lot. My throat's starting to hurt me. Uh, so we should wrap it up then, dude. Yeah, let's wrap yeah. it up. Throat's hurt. Uh, do we have any? Oh, actually, yeah. What's next for you in the hobby? Let's uh, let's go through this. What's next for me? Yeah, Kevin. What's next for you? I'm not sure because A, I'm on call, and B, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess just A. Every time <laughs> I hear, <laughs> every time I hear, not sure, it just brings right to idiocracy. He's like, oh, <laughs> not sure. Tattooed on his head. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, it sucks you can't, you know, you're not sure, but uh, I hope you can make it out to the field at least, you know, even if you go for a couple hours with your work van or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what about you, Andy? What you got? I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, boy. No, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to getting in those Scorpion batteries and putting yeah. the IR tester on there and seeing what they mm-hmm. show. Cycle yeah. them a couple times on the charger and stuff and, you know, just see where they stand. They're mm-hmm. 45C, you know, they'll probably be 25 measured, but that's typical. So I'm I'm curious to yeah. see kind of where they end up, what they yeah. look like and what they weigh. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I'm really going to try to get a few more flights in this week. It's going to be tough because I'm just like getting really busy here lately doing stuff around yeah, the yeah. farm. The weather's been so shitty that I'm really behind on a lot of other stuff. So it's kind of forcing me to work more to get caught up. And I don't like to work more. I like to work less. So yeah, kind of bummed out about that. But anyway... That's, I'm not going to try to do too much. I'm not even going to try to put the pinion in the whiplash. I'm just leaving that completely off the table. At this point, you don't want, you don't want the rotation of the earth to come to a screeching halt. So exactly not do that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want hell to freeze over or anything. Wait until the earth isn't looking and then do it real quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What about you, Mr. George? I'm just trying to get a few more helicopters put together, get out here in, in between rainstorms and mm-hmm. fly a little bit. Nice. It's been crazy. It's been crazy with though. Yeah. Gosh. It really has. For but, uh, sure. Yeah. Working on helicopters. Nice. nice. Cool. I, I think we don't have a hangar day until March. On the fourteenth, what's the second Saturday in March? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Okay. Nice. Cool. What about you, Steve? Uh, I try to go flying. Um, I'm shooting for Sunday. Hopefully, the weather will be nice. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I don't know. Just bring my hellies, go fly, have fun, enjoy, you know, company of good friends and club members. And I don't know. I've been itching to build something, even though I just built a black nitro, but I've been itching to build something different, but not oh, different. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're going to build a boat. No, I thought about buying another RC car, but I'm like, well, I got two, three just hanging in the wall. I'm never, I'm, no, no. Why don't you build one of those gyrocopters? Mo- yeah, model rocket. No, no, no model rocket. Gyrocopter, I don't even know. Do they even make gyrocopter kits? Yeah. I don't know. Do they? Who? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> Hobby King, um, but I think it's more of an ARF. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I thought about buying another plane to build. Oh, wait, no, I got a balsa plane. You know what? I got a balsa. I got two balsa planes to build. Yeah, I got two kits. Like I Mike can said, send man. you a willy-nilly kit. You can build it. <laughs> sure, you wait any longer, I might have you do that. <laughs> that's, your whole, that's your whole thing, right? You just put it off into you're like, damn it, we need this for the fun flight. Send it over. Yeah, I'll build Steve that will get bored, and I'll just have him do it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't you know. Can, um, you can get a basic kit of an actual auto gyro for sixty nine thousand. If you want to build one of those, dude. Yeah. Nice. That would be cool. Do that. We'll fly that at Allen's Airport. Oh <laughs> Take turns. Oh, Look I've, out! <laughs> I've seen RC or auto gyros fly. I don't want to see a full scale one go. I don't know. I just I feel like it'd just be a financing uh, available now. Nightmare. But yeah, uh, that's about it really for me. Um, I'm not going to do too much. Just relax and fly. You know, take it easy. And if you build that full-scale auto gyro, you will require a lot less FAA registration. Just saying. Yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> awesome. All right. Shall we move it on to... Oh, do we have any voicemails? I did not see we any. We do have a voicemail. Oh, I so guess I missed one. Yeah, so let's move it on to the voicemail segment. Okay. All right, what do we have? Where is it, Andy? I missed it. Uh, it's, it's there. Oh, new voicemail. I do see it. Okay, ready? Let's see if this works. Yeah, I'm looking for a right rear door for a black Nissan Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't gonna get that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, put a pin in it. Just, just think about the back right door of a Nissan Pathfinder, and not next episode, but probably in an episode or two, we're gonna loop back to it and let's see how many people actually get it. Okay. That sounds remember good. It. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for leaving us that voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's probably surprised. Like, damn, these guys didn't talk about it, huh? What willpower yeah. they must have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> let's uh, wrap it up then. All right. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Andy, and you just sent me that picture. I don't think we have any new ones. I'm looking at last week, and I don't see any new names. Okay. So no new likes this week. Um, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? You guys go to a fun fly and we get no new likes. 
no, 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 no. After no. we after get a bunch the of love. fly, we got a whole bunch of like, <laughs> yeah, that we got shit. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Where does it right, give that's... our total likes? Yeah, 981. Find. Yeah, that's what we had last week. And, yep. Uh, yep. Still at the 1021 uh, of followers. Yep. Man, that's awesome, though. Regardless of them liking us or not, we have over a thousand people. That get our, every post, every message that we mm-hmm. do. You know, that's cool. Same. So, Facebook, Facebook comments. comments. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, on the last episode we had, uh, two thirteen hobby shop with Shannon Turner. Uh, we got a couple of comments. One from Steve Shaw, who said, "FFRC, thank you guys again for such an enjoyable podcast." Some facts, some fun, and a little BS mixed in for good measure. Keep it up, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Sherman Martin said, be sure to listen to this one. Or I'll be sure to listen to this one. Sorry. Ian Joel said, Mike D. That sounded like it was some good stuff. L-M-A-F-O. No, or L-M-A-O. Sorry. I can't read today. But yeah, uh, that was that was a really good episode with Shannon. I, I enjoyed that a lot. It was really cool to have him on. Yeah. And I saw another Facebook post by a certain Burt Cameron. I don't know. Did you guys see this? I know, dude, everybody's rage is coming to like a boiling point about this whole FAA thing. Um, and, And I just I started reading this. I started cracking up and I'm like, I feel exactly the same way. Um. But Bert, God bless him, you know, dude, I don't know. I have a pretty good judge of character, and I, I talked to him for a few, and I was like, you know, I, the guy's he's he's a good dude. He's been through the hobby. He's been through a lot of shit with the ups and downs and what's going on with the hobby. But uh, he writes, uh, thank you, DJI, for ruining the hobby for us models in the USA while spying on our citizens and gathering uh, an incredible amount of data on our day-to-day business, logistics, and even law enforcement operations. <laughs> and he goes on to say uh it was basically uh bitching about um the FAA and DJI um and you know what who knows who knows what's going to happen with this who knows what 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 the whole end game is but uh everybody's got their right to be a little bit perturbed about it you know mm-hmm. i watched the f um a flight test video uh their latest their other channel about how they went to washington and they spoke with the FAA representatives and the FAA really didn't have any idea of the whole FT community and what they've been doing, you know, mm-hmm. with the flight fest events. And I don't know. Uh, I, I really, you know, I have to give it to those guys for going to Washington, but the outcome, I don't know if anything's going to happen, uh, you know, because of it, they, it kind of seemed like, you know, they got the idea of there's a lot of us out here that, don't fly drones and they're still having a great time flying planes and helicopters, but I don't know if it's going to make any difference. Uh, only time will tell. We'll have to see, you know, we can only do what we can do. I think it will make a difference. Not in that they'll do away with this remote ID, but hopefully we can get that document amended a little bit to, you know, a few of the really worst parts, like no more, like no new site can be approved after a year and some of that yeah, blah, blah, blah stuff. Just, so yeah. if, you know, I'm, it'll be a compromise no matter what, but if at least if we can get some compromise, then it'll be well worth the effort. 
Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, too. But speaking of I that, think, I think there's just too much money still laying on the table for. Yep. Once they figure out how to get their piece of it, it'll it'll be over. It'll be it'll be something. Uh, I don't know where we pay another registration fee for something that we don't need. Yeah. Once they figure out how to make their chunk, out of it, I, I just don't think these big companies like Horizon, some of them are going to just quit making all these products without a fight. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I was driving around last week thinking to myself, what if we hadn't invented the car up until this point or, you know, or if we hadn't invented firearms up until this point, like, would they be trying to pull the same shit? Oh on that to squash yeah, our freedoms absolutely. in in anything immediately like going way overboard like this yeah right. this, this was if drones and everything came out 50, 50 years ago it would be a different story yeah i mean and, and the whole thing of safety is is absolutely ridiculous we've covered that you know yeah, yeah I, uh, three there were three airplane incidents like within the last two weeks that i saw one going off the runway and a couple other things happened uh i mean and there hasn't I don't hear of drones hitting airplanes or anything like that, you know. Uh I don't know. It's just shit's going on. There's a lot more dangerous stuff happening with actual aircraft than this that's been I, I wonder, un, that's been I, unregulated and has been flying fine for the last like five, six years, you know. What about bird strikes? I mean yeah, I would think they I would think all the time. He, he, he had a big time. Canadian goose, you know. Yeah. That, that's gonna take out an engine. Yeah. I mean Airplane but did they re- but they <laughs> did they reclassify birds as drones? You know, yeah. that's that's their whole game in like, Washington. Did they, like did they kill all the birds. Did they put trackers on all the birds? Did they the, do the way they the way they came up with one out of five girls is raped on a college campus is they, they made it they changed all the the classifications of being raped. Were you ever asked if you wanted to go uh, you know if you well, were you ever yeah. asked about this while you were drunk or while the guy was drunk or I mean you're in college, you know, yeah. just they change the way the questions are and then yeah. their outcome their is outcome. is fits to you know what whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, it's this this is uh, you know we all have to realize this is just to screw us and to either for big business or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're the ones getting screwed, and that's why I still don't understand why people don't comment. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have come out and said they don't comment. That part I don't understand. We're going to get screwed either way, Steve. But true, true. if we do enough comments, maybe we can at least get breakfast the next morning. Yeah, or reach around or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wanted to comment or uh, a couple things on our visitor posts on Facebook. Ian Joel sh- shared the link to the YouTube video from uh, uh, Josh and. Austin from flight test coming back. Okay. So I saw that and, uh, Daniel Turiak or Gucci put a post on our thing. He said, great last show guys. I'm glad Shannon Turner reached out to the small business administration. I hope more owners of small businesses in our hobby reach out to the SBA and inform them of the potential impact to their businesses. So I thought that was a good comment. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see. Website comments. 
got any good website comments? I don't think we got anything this I week. I don't think we did, actually. I don't see want to talk for a building for the homeless children. I guess that's some spam we got there. Yeah, we've yeah. we been getting a lot of crap lately, but nothing useful. No. This podcast review thing is uh, blowing us up. Uh, yeah, because we're on a free service and they want us to sign up now. And what's this from Tom? Did you guys see this? Uh, I think Steve responded to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is, uh, yeah. So I messed up today. You want to, you want to find out how I messed up today? <laughs> Tom was supposed to be on today's episode. Oh. I totally forgot. So, I've booked him for next week. Um, he's, we're going to be continuing our listener series next week with Tom. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're set for next week. Um, but, yeah, I totally forgot to put on the calendar, and I didn't see anything on the calendar today, so I didn't think we had a guest, and, you know, you know the rest. So, But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. Sorry, Tom. We'll get Damn you it, definitely Steve. on the next episode. Damn it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> He's like at eight something. I saw his eight, like eight thirty, forty or something. When we just like as we got started, I looked and I was like, "Oh man, he messed me." I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot." So I apologized and uh, told him, you know, he's definitely on the schedule for next week. Um, so we're gonna get him. Uh, yep, get him on for a listener series. So it'll be it'll be a fun episode to get to know him. We owe him a really good show for doing that. Yes. Yes, definitely. Sorry, Tom. I'm doing it right now to double check. It's all Steve's don't, fault. Yeah, don't oh, no, it's totally, it's totally my fault. Don't right? worry, Tom. Steve will be reprimanded. Yes, I'll get docked. It's fine. <laughs> my pay will get docked. <laughs> We're going to change the combination to his nitro farm. Tank farm. <laughs> Lock his tanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, my tanks are going to get locked up. <laughs> yep. It's all right, though. All right. Uh, let's see here. People of Podbean? Oh, crap. People of Podbean. Yeah. Andy's going to have to edit this out. I did not fire a Podbean. Oh, my God. I started typing people of Podbean, searching for Podbean. <laughs> I ain't editing shit. I'll just let it play. Let it roll. I ain't editing shit. I'm going to do it BK style. Yeah. Well, if we're going to do that, I'll get my guitar, man. <laughs> I, f- I learned a White Snake song, dude. Did you? I know I can play White Snake. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Is White Snake hard to play? I never, I never no. really listened to that band. I don't know. I don't is, it, is it like a power chord heavy, like power chord rock band, or do they actually play like, you know, notes and stuff? Well, Steve Vai was in there, so in oh, uh, so in White Snake at some point. So, yeah. oh, so um, people of Podbean. Uh, I got to give Mick a huge shout out. I don't know who he is, but he started following us and he liked episode one, getting to know us. Thank you, Mick. That's pretty awesome. Uh, We've changed a lot since then. And you probably won't hear this for like four years from now. But uh, (laughs) thank you, Mick. Um, I don't know. uh, Some of our listeners have been burning through our episodes. Some of them go through them. Yeah. About a month, he may be caught up. Uh, How How are listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yep. That sounds like Sunday morning. Power listeners. <laughs> uh, Ryan Jevins started following us, and S. Martin started following us. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Jot Jotunheim, Gray Eagle Junior, A A A A, and S. 
A A A. Larson, yeah. Uh, I love it. They uh they all liked episode two thirteen, Last of the Hobby Shop with Shannon Turner. Nice. So thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, guys. Um, and we have two comments to read. Nice. One of them is oh, they're both two days ago. So let me read the first one. Um, is from Jesus Palacios. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, that's He said, great episode, guys. I really enjoyed listening to you guys while I work. Makes my time go by real quick. Awesome, Jesus. This is, uh, we met him at um, the Chill Out. At least I met him at the Chill Out. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him before. Um, you remember when we were talking about the, the greater than 16 Gs? Mm-hmm. I bet that tail slide of, of, of his 550 mm-hmm. going into the dirt was probably around I, that. I bet it was. <laughs> or over it. Right? Infinity <laughs> tail slide. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Right into the ground. Right into the dumpster. Love it. Um, yep. Okay, the next one is from Greg Jr. Two days ago. Only fine helis. Quality of much numerals. Essential addictive wallet. Dollar signs burning. Underwater making for that hot date you build with fingers. Heart emojis for her pleasure and comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lay in bed and crack in the egg. How I was Jason Bourne. Lunchtime? I can't even tell what that emoji I got. It's like some kind of like a crock pot or something. Pot of, uh, yeah, <laughs> pot pot of stew food. or something. Lunchtime, pot of food for dinner? Keeps me full, simple. Food for, oh sorry, I messed that up. Lunchtime, pot of whatever this is for dinner? Keeps me full, sim food for my expansion understanding. Fiber, no constipation. <laughs> Planker News mentioned my humble jumble name of mastery land unbadger? Question mark. No kite can reach his high cheving of mint flavor or sheving? Sheving of mint flavor? Gracias. TikTok into greatness. But when you miss your R great mess only find heli's arrivals doorstep achievement yet this was less of a um, confusing than i thought it's really? almost in english i'm pretty damn confused yeah i was gonna say that's very confusing well i mean we can break it down but i think uh maybe you're speaking oh my jun- god am I- junior ease <laughs> wait, know, right? wait, wait, get... wait! How much cold medicine have you taken, Steve? Because <laughs> that might—I might don't know—couple. <laughs> I popped a couple of mucinexes before this episode. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So the comments are permeating your ears and like your whole sinus. Kind I know. Of no, no, shot. not even, not even that. It's, it's like, it's like in me right now. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Eagle. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move it on to iTunes reviews. I saw nothing new on iTunes. All right, great. I got a piece, so that's great. All right, mm-hmm. so drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. Say hi to Rybert. Hey, Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Audio and Flight Test Podcast, Freefall RC Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. 
Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Uh, fellow podcasters. Yeah. Say hi to them. Give them a listen. We have the Helly Heads Podcast. That's Kevin, Mike Sobey, Scott, and sometimes Dan. Telerotor Podcast. <laughs> That's Mike, Mike, Rich, and Robert. Okay, switch it up a little nice. Right, switch it up. <laughs> All right, we got the BKRC podcast next. That's Bert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. It's so easy because BK, Bert and Kyle. Yeah. Uh, RC Roundtable. That's Lee, Terry, and Fitz. Okay, we got High Voltage. With Bobby Watts. Skids Up. Skids Up is with... Um, with um, Oh, crap. No, I can't lose it now. No, no. It's with uh, Paul, uh-huh. uh, um, Frank, Scott, uh-huh. and Javier. What's their last names? Just last names. Mordeos. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Moreno. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Walker and um, <laughs> Norris. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't What's Paul's last name? I have no idea. Ferrer, 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 Paul Stanley. To get Scott, Peter, Chris. Yeah, how'd and, you forget uh, Scott Lower? It's so easy. And Scott Lower, yeah. Yeah, everyone's calling his name at the fun flies. Lower. Oh. I didn't. I didn't get to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got inverted down under. That's what Ozzy Mozzy and the Australian Jeff. I don't know Jeff's last name. Yeah, I forgot. I think uh, it's AMA smart. podcast. With Matt Ruddick. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, there's no point checking out Bill on YouTube channel because he's currently locked up in our basement. So, Damn it, you know. Bill. <laughs> no, definitely check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Yep. You know, he's got so much footage. I wonder what he's going to pick next because you've noticed it's a lot of, it's been recently, it's been a lot of Urchus stuff from last year. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what's, what's next on his plate to be released. On a side note, Bill purchased the killer freaking Gibson SG. I don't know. I know there's some Gibson haters What's out there. Was it SG? I thought it was a semi-hollow. No, yeah. SG is the uh, ACDC one. I don't, know, I don't know my Gibsons too well. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah it's the, a semi-hollow SG-looking one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty killer. Yeah, he said he's been working on jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's so jazzing was, it up. So I was like, what? Do you, so you play with... You put on music and you just play the opposite of what they're playing, or what do you do for jazz? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't I listen mean, to any. You just you play this signatures? scale. I'll play that scale, and I'll play yeah. this mode, and that's the way it is. <laughs> uh, all right, we kid, of course. Bill Ann's awesome. Go check out his YouTube channel. And, and Bill Ann too. Yeah, that, but that's only for when you want to learn to cook and fall asleep while you're well, cooking. I want to do both. Yes. Not Perfect for Bill time. N too. Oh yeah. no no, that's got to be at the same time. No, so your face is in the. Yeah, oven. I, I burnt myself last time. <laughs> yes, I don't do that exactly. again. <laughs> All right, thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Later. 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 Later.
Is that from me? Because I don't hear it, so it might be from me. Yeah, it's when you're talking, when your gate opens or whatever. Yeah, it's gone now. Wait, say yeah. something. Is that better? Say something. <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's way better, actually. What did you do? Just turn the gain down on my this audio box thingy. Oh, okay. He stopped talking. <laughs> he unplugged his microphone. Really? Then you gotta open your eyes because he crashes nope. like every fun fly. <laughs> every event he crashes like yeah. three or four helis. Yeah, every I event. I don't remember. Well, I don't remember opening my eyes either. <laughs> I think he could. By then you're already too drunk because this guy does everything at like. Yeah, it's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta make sure I do a good job, I guess. I walked out of my house and sneezed one time, and a guy pulled up and said, You need a permit for that. That's not even like sneeze any construction. That's just sliding a thing in a fireplace. Why do you need a yeah. permit? How do you get your foot to the door handle? You like do a karate kick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you say here? Yeah, I may, I like may be <laughs> old and fat, but I'm pretty agile. He's got about a nine foot wingspan there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say. What, doing a John Claw Van Damme <laughs> split on two chairs? <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. You're going to have some good bloopers. <laughs> I might, I might I, um, have could have done that when I was like fucking 14, but not now. Yeah, I don't open the bathroom door with my hands when I'm in a public restroom. I use my mouth. I just make sure I get it. Wrap your tongue around it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Drag it, drag it open. So I feel bad for the guy behind me. Definitely. I just don't like to be that far away from home. Yeah. It's already that bad, though. Bring a big sure. picture. <laughs> it's not the aesthetics that uh, no. bring your wife with you well I thought about bringing her you know every year that they had um, Nephi or Nephi it was always the weekend of her birthday yeah I hated that for her <laughs> she probably enjoyed sad. it more than I did she looked so sad standing on the porch as I drove away. Waving at me with a credit card in her hand. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> damn, he's gone. I can get some peace of quiet around here. I don't have the coronavirus, but this, what was it? Real, I'll make it real quick. Um, SARS? You got SARS? No, no, this past, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. No, this I past Friday, I went to go out and eat. Like, we, you know, me and my wife, we had a date night, so we went to go, um, we went to go went to see this Korean movie that won an Oscar or whatever it was. It was pretty crazy. It's a good movie. Um, and then you know we're like, oh, what do you want to eat? And we're like, oh, we haven't been to Hopkin in a long time. Let's go to Chinatown, right? We go to Austria. Chinatown. I fucking find a parking spot right in front of the restaurant. <laughs> fucking streets are empty, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Restaurant's empty. And then oh. like the next day, my <laughs> Maria sends me a link from like the Gotham or one of these fucking news article sites, and it's like, yeah, there's an outbreak of fucking <laughs> fucking you know. <laughs> Coronavirus in Chinatown in New York, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> shit. If Steve came towards me sneezing, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be jumping through plate glass windows. Away from him. Oh man, I, I should have not muted on some oh, of the coughs. Oh, the cough was like bad. <laughs> Gotta do some videos of you know, have somebody go around and shoot videos of you sneezing and carrying on, you know. Having like a mask on, <laughs> <laughs> and people just cut movie clips of people jumping through plate glass. <laughs> yeah, 
climbing climbing trees. That was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Running yourself through a car wash. Six foot three George coming through a plate glass window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Running like a scared puppy, like ah! (laughs) Screaming like a little girl. No, run through the wall and it leaves the the print of his hands and the hole in the wall. You know, shaped like a person. Yeah, 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 right. Outline of a radio in one hand. Yeah. 